Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing on this lovely Saturday? Welcome to episode 310 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast and to our December Chosen of Valhalla stream. I'll go ahead and introduce the Chosen of Valhalla who are here with us today. First off, we've got Mr. Roy. Mr. Roy, how's it going? Good, sir. Hello. I'm doing all right. A little tired. Just woke up. Oh, no. Uh, You had a night shift again? Yeah, they got me on call, which basically means I'm going in tonight, tomorrow night, and probably Sunday night. Oh, no. You get some days off after that, though, right? Uh, One day, and then I go back to work. Okay. So are are you going to be working uh, like Christmas and stuff? Oh, no. Yeah, we'll be busy, too. We're pretty much always busy. Oh, my goodness. That's just the way the shift rotates around. It it, Some shifts hit Christmas. Like, I got Thanksgiving off, but I have to work Christmas. Okay. Well, Well, it's better than my previous job when I worked every holiday. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I guess you got to take what you can get, you know, and I'm... It's one of those things where I always have to remind myself how spoiled I am uh, as a teacher because, you know, as a teacher, I'm just so used to getting all of the holidays and, and then, you know, getting summer as well. And and sometimes I, I have to remind myself even just with my wife because, you know, she does full-time work as well and, and gets barely any time off uh, except for maybe major holidays for like a day or two. And I'm always just like, oh, that's right. And I remind myself about where I am in my life, but you know, it's all good. But Mr. Roy, thanks for, for waking up to be here with us today. Yeah. I work at a chemical refinery that basically runs 24 hours. They can't just shut off. So <laughs> yeah, they only shut off if it's a, like a category three hurricane or above. Oh that's, yeah. Yeah. That, that's how bad it is out there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I imagine it's probably going to be something similar to a, um, like a, a sewage and water board, right? Where you, you just can't, turn things off like someone's got to be there running things right all that stuff and uh you know because i have, I have a, a uncle who works uh sewage water board down in new orleans and so i know that you know you know if the storms are there they have to be there they have to go through all the rain they have to go through all the flooding because you got to have those pumps working but the only time that they ever have an excuse obviously is as you mentioned right category three or something like that yeah yeah well, thank you for being here today. We are also joined by the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. Tina, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, since I won't be on another show until after Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, everybody. So Yes, well, thank you for being here today. And I was glad that we were able to find a time for, for most people to be able to to join. And obviously, yeah, we're, we're very close to... Uh, to Christmas, uh, getting towards the end of the Advent season and almost ready for for those twelve days of Christmas and mm-hmm. and the Christmas season. So very very exciting. And obviously, I know that you're probably in the mood for some Christmas movies about now. Yeah, how many? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen two, three sort of Christmas movies. I'll talk about them later. Okay. But uh, I thought Stephanie was going to be in. The chat, I sent her the link. Uh, she wasn't going to be able to stay on long anyway. Okay. But uh, I was just going to thank her again for yeah. everything she did and you all did for me 
this year and it's really cool being in my new apartment i still gotta organize stuff but it's just really nice being in a new place i've got my book tree up with all the lights and everything so uh fresh start (laughs) yes yes absolutely and um yeah and again a shout out to the the community shout out to asgardian community for for stepping up uh to help and uh and things things are going well though in the new place Yes, yes. I, I'm getting used to different noises. Uh, the guy below me has two pit bulls because I've met him. Uh, yeah, he's got two pit bulls. So occasionally I hear <laughs> I, I hear them barking <laughs> and him going, be quiet because <laughs> they're they're a little loud. Uh, I have the one guy <laughs> in A, I think it is, that. I can hear, he likes old radio shows, I think. Hmm. Someone told me he lives there with his son, and I've only seen him once, and, but I'll be like sitting in here in the living room, and I'll hear, hear his TV, and I'm like, oh, he's listening to The Lone Ranger. <laughs> so it feels like almost like you're listening in with him. Yeah. Yes. And then I, um, there was a young woman who moved in across the hall from me. Um, she has a roommate. Uh, she said, we're going to try as quiet as possible. I hardly ever hear them. And I know they have a cat, um, but I think they kind of travel for work. So they're kind of in and out. Okay. But uh, yeah, everything, um, everything is so far working out well. I, it's a smaller apartment, but you know what? I like it. Uh, like it a whole lot better than the old place. Good. So, well, I'm very glad to hear that, and thank you for for joining us once again. And uh, we'll go ahead and introduce our our next chosen of Valhalla member, and that is Rosetta Allen. What's going on, Rosetta? First, I have to say, after your conversation with Mister Roy, apparently you have to check your holiday privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I do. I guess I do have some type of holiday privilege. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I can't resist taking cheap shots at SGWs <laughs> any chance I get. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, are you getting uh, getting ready for, for the holiday season? Always. I've got a massive, massive family. And because of the funeral and everything else, I'm kind of in the middle of it right now. Okay. Which, yeah, Odin kind of, you know, where i'm at with that and i'll just yeah. leave it to he, he he's he's better than the people i've had to deal with last week by about a million times so i'm in a better <laughs> mood here <laughs> very good well also i mean it, it probably helps you know still having some family around too right so you know it helped more if my husband was here <laughs> okay okay well i'm glad that how i am with clinging to my husband <laughs> <laughs> but he'll be here in a few in just under a week so okay very he nice. had to go back and finish some stuff up before Christmas, so. Okay. All right. Shout out to the hubby. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And also joining us today, she is the modern major general of the channel, and that is, of course, Laura Story, who I think is not on mute anymore. I'm not sure. Laura? Yeah. Yeah, I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. And uh, how have you been? Good, good. No, I'm trying to get ready for Christmas. I have a very long to-do list this weekend. It's sneaking up on me. Mm-hmm. 
like yeah. it is. It's kind of crazy to, to think, you know, and that's why for school time, especially, uh, we just finished up our exams. And so I'm thinking ahead. I'm like, okay, I got Monday and Tuesday, but because of some changes to the schedule uh, for uh, for baby Thor, they are giving the workers at his daycare some extra days off. And uh, obviously, you know, it's going to be you know fun spending that time with, with, with baby Thor. But at the same time as well, uh, my initial plan of, you know, being able to maybe go see some some movies and stuff that I hadn't seen yet, uh, unfortunately, might be falling <laughs> falling apart a little bit. Uh, but the one thing I will say is that, unfortunately, all the films I really wanted to see are, are no longer out. In fact, the only independent film that has any intrigue to me whatsoever, because I just don't know how it's going to play off with the people they, they've casted, um, is, uh, was it Meeting the Ricardos or something with the Ricardos? Oh, with... yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately the, the, heard the, the, bad things about that movie. Oh, you've heard bad? Okay. Oh, yeah. But the, the movie where they literally are complaining that a Spanish man is playing a Cuban man, and that's not racially correct. That, no, that was a thing. The SJWs are actually complaining about that. Really? Absolutely. Wow. Like you do. That's what I shared in your political chat on the Discord. Oh, okay. They're literally trying to claim that it's incorrect racially. It's like you do realize Hispanic means came originally from Spain. Do they even realize this? <laughs> well, so I, I guess they're just mad because he's not a native Cuban. I, I, I don't know. It's the weirdest flex I think I've ever heard. <laughs> but does it have subtitles? Oh well, uh, that of course would be a question for the great uh, or the once great Steven Spielberg. But you know, I don't. It's good to see the actor pushing back on that, though. He's like, That's good. I, I'm an actor. <laughs> I, yeah, Javier Bardem. If anyone I think is going to push back, I think Javier is definitely one of those persons that would. Uh, Mr. Roy, what were you going to say? Say so what's going on with this movie? Is it they're not putting subtitles? in certain scenes or what so what is this from, from what i've heard you know this so we're talking about west side story uh with the subtitles with spielberg so basically there are some there are some scenes where they are speaking all spanish and instead of adding in subtitles for those scenes uh he decided just to have the spanish so uh it has led to obviously controversy because there are a lot of people who do not speak spanish not just in america but across the world who are not going to have any idea what is going on or what is being said. And actually, I kind of wonder if in other countries they will have subtitles for the movie. And if they will have subtitles for that specific scene. And if that is the case, uh, why is Spielberg uh, so so racist against English-speaking people? That's what I want to know. Point of order to that also, by the way, the international trade language is English. So more people globally will be able to read English subtitles than any other language. Mm. You'll also be surprised how many Latinos don't speak Spanish. Thank you. Oh, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of them that don't. <laughs> Especially down here in Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's really common. Also, um, what about all the deaf people? Are they going to subtitle oh, the movie in Spanish? Yeah, I heard that if you go in and you tell the manager you're deaf, they will give you that subtitle thing. Oh, that yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And because somebody said they were seriously thinking about pretending to be deaf. 
said they could get one. And I I'm like, it's not even worth it at that point. I think you can claim being hard of hearing as well, because I, I think that, that that would be... Yeah, I remember, because I worked at NAMC for three years, and so I remember giving out those devices, and, you know, they always had issues and problems and, and everything, because uh, there was that, which had the subtitles, and then there was also the little headphones that you could give out that would help boost, you know boost the sound right which which i always found in, intriguing as well but yeah no I, it's a good question to ask and i i don't think that spielberg would have a good answer because it sounds to me like basically he was trying to you know we, we've used this word a couple times now but he was trying to use a flex in the weirdest way right sorry to say oh yeah we have spanish in the movie and no subtitles because blah blah blah, blah. it just doesn't make any sense yeah yeah. Half of this crap they're doing doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, as we have seen, uh, it, it is definitely having some impact on their box office because last I checked, it was at, what, 18 million total uh, on a $100 million budget that needs to make over $200 million to break even. And Spider-Man just came out and is making all the money, so I don't see that happening. Yeah, I just love her laugh there. I love her laugh there. Yeah. Yeah, let's remake them. Musical from the sixties, they'll bring all the thirty year olds back in the movie theater. Thank oh yeah. You. Absolutely. And it's so funny because I mentioned this last night on, on Friday Night Tights that you, you have a lot of um. fam and defending this film. And it's not to say that they're saying well, it's a really good movie, because I haven't seen it. I, I honestly cannot say whether the film is good or not. I again I, I will I will give that. But the issue comes in when they try to argue that, well, he didn't make it for, for, for them. You know, he didn't make it for money. He made it for the art. Yeah, that's bullcrap. As I'm an like, artist, you want to make money on your art. I'm like, even I mean- as an artist... <laughs> Even as an artist, you need you want to make your money back. It's not even that, okay, I understand you, you don't care if you make a lot of money. I can respect that. But you still got to make the money back that you put into the project, and they're not even going to do that. I'm an artist. I'm a charity girl. I still need to try to make money off the stuff I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's BS. That's a complete lie. Mm-hmm. $100 million is a lot for art. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I would argue half the stuff he does isn't really art anymore. He's yeah. kind of gone nuts. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did uh, Bridge of Spies, which was good. And uh, what? What was, what was Bridge that? of Spies? Never heard of it. Oh yeah, it didn't. It didn't, didn't make a big. Didn't make a big splash anywhere. Yeah, because that's kind of where he's been in this weird spot. He, he He's done some independent films, which have actually been pretty good. But then he's done Ready Player One, which was, was terrible. And then he's done now West Side Story, which at least, uh, you know, at least based on math and numbers isn't doing well at the very least. Um, but, oh, it's yeah, it's it's crazy. But uh, anyway, uh, Laura, anything else uh, that you want to say uh, before we just start to talk about what we've been watching? Oh no! I I talked some. I re-listened to the stream last time. I talked so much and so long. <laughs> oh, it's I, no issue. I'm just gonna uh, hang out here in the chat. With the okay. Staff. Well, well, yeah. Anytime you want to add in, just just you go right ahead, and I'll I'll still get to you though to to see oh, cool. what you've been what you've been watching <laughs> and, and have those conversations and stuff. Well, yes. I will be here. Ow. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, 
By the way, everyone, thank you for being here. So if you're on YouTube, make sure you, that you smash that like button. Uh, if you're watching on Odyssey, light up that fire button as well. There's like four people watching over there. And just remember, because I am with my chosen today, I won't be able to be as interactive with the chat. But we've got Stephanie B. Stephanie B., thank you very much for being in the chat, uh, modding for a little bit. And, of course, you have also Laura and, uh, and Tina as well. With those mod powers, they'll be able to to let y'all know if y'all need to know anything, share links and all that good stuff. Uh, so again, appreciate uh, y'all for being here and for all the members and just everyone joining us on this beautiful uh, Saturday. Thank you very much. And just to shout out some people who are here, we got Nathan Slay in the chat, Alex McCarthy, Gary Bancho Sandwich Worthington. We got Matthew Highland. We got Kara Tharp in the chat. We have got Cacao and Cookies Minion. Always a fun name to say. Uh, let us see. Of course, we've got we've got Tina, we got Laura, we got Steph, we got Mr. Roy in the chat also as well. And uh, Stephanie B, thank you for letting me know that you have a class at around one thirty. I assume that's Central Time. I would assume that's Central Time. Yes. So that'd be two thirty my time. So hey, that's a that's a pretty it's a pretty good amount of time to be spending here with the chosen. So thank you for being here. Awesome one, Merry Day of Advent. He says. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we'll go ahead and we'll we'll go down the line and, and see what people have been uh, watching, if they've been watching any movies, any any shows, and of course, if there's any <laughs> projects that uh, they want to share. Unfortunately, it's the K-Man, who's normally with us as well, uh, pretty consistently. He just actually uh, can, you know completed a move, and so congratulations to him. Uh, but unfortunately, he is dealing with uh, one of the issues that can always pop up when a move, which is trying to find an internet service provider that is not going to try and, and screw you. Um, by charging you an arm and a leg and actually giving you decent service. And unfortunately, even though he is you know, a part of the great state of Tennessee, uh, he is not near enough to me to get the amazing uh, public service of ETB, uh, which is, again, uh, something that I hope becomes a standard for, for a lot of cities because, let me just say, it's nice having 300 mech up and download speed for about $70, $75 a month. Uh, and... It's not many places you can get that kind of stuff. So, uh, Mr. Roy, what have you been watching slash doing and uh, um, things you want to talk about? Yeah, so I watched all the Ghostbusters movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I watched um, one and two on 4K. Um, they're quite good. I like them. Mm-hmm. Classics? Um, yeah. The, the first one's pretty, like, the, the 4K is kind of grainy, but, I mean, overall, I think it's a good transfer. Um it holds up really well, I believe. Okay. So, some of the effects kind of be are very obviously 80s. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's I, one of the downsides with 4K transfers is that with the effects, you can only it, it only makes any of the errors that are in because a lot of that stuff was practical. Like a lot of that stuff was just either just practical with with you know mirrors or, or with some other technology, or it was actual like film, like actually just you know doing it all in camera. Which is I'm just always amazed when I think back. At, at early uh, visual effects and how they were able to do a lot of that stuff um, just in camera, most of it. Yeah, it, it at least looks very consistent throughout the film. It, there's not a moment where I was taken aback about how awful it, I mean, yeah, it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. 
Nice. So. And I remember, because uh, for those that don't know, Mr. Roy and I are, are kind of kindred spirits because we're both physical media collectors and um, very we're very big on the 4K collecting. And is this the newer uh, release of that 4K? I remember they put one out, I want to say, maybe five or ten years ago, and it was a Blu-ray, and it was a, it was a, it was a 2K uh, transfer of a 4K transfer. So they did the 4K of the film, and it was like 10 years ago, I think, they did that, but then they released it on Blu-ray. They didn't have it on 4K yet because 4K hadn't really taken off. So is this a, a newer transfer, or is it uh, an older one? Uh, I believe it's a newer one. It, it's the 4K that went on sale recently, so I, okay. I ended up getting both of them, I think, like 10 bucks. <laughs> oh, nice, so they're, yeah. They're, they're real good steals. I mean, they're worth it. I mean, yeah, I recommend them. Yeah. Um, Two's a little over the top was the film. Oh, I, I remember on. watching. Um, yeah, I watched it as a kid and enjoyed it. I watched it now. I was like, man, something that's a little over the top. But it's still a re- really enjoyable film. I, I like to. I like to a lot more than some people. It's to me because I think one is obviously the better film. I think most people would, would agree with that. But two is just fun. You know, it's kind of like. Um, like if I had to compare it to to anything, I would say uh, two is kind of like in in our like kind of to bring it into modern films. Uh, it's kind of like Spider Man No Way Home, where it's like it's not really necessarily like good, but it's so much fun. Like there's just so much stuff in there that's that's entertaining that you're just like, okay, I can turn my brain off and and enjoy this um, for for a bit. And I, I I've always just appreciated two because of that, and especially uh, the little guy and I forget his name. He put he plays. One of my favorite characters of all time, actually, in uh, um, uh, Gary Granger from Adam's Family Values. I forget the actor's name, um, but he plays Gary Granger in Adam's Family Values, and he plays kind of the 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 human villain in Two, where he's the one that gets like basically possessed by Vigo, and like at one point his like eyes glow, and that scene always freaked me out when his eyes glowed, and then he like flies out. Um, who? What's that actor's name? Does anyone know? <laughs> I know he was in Sophie's Choice, and I can't think. I'm sitting here wrecking yeah. my brain. He's a great character name. actor, um, and I, I think he was in a show too. Like he was well known for TV. I want to say. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. It's gonna yeah. drive me crazy. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> if none of you gets it, then obviously I know someone in the chat will be like, "I know exactly who you're talking about." Uh, but very underrated guy, and I, so I love him. I love him and his Peter character. Peter McNichol. Oh, Peter McNichol. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, I think he does such a great job, and. I love him in that movie, and I think he, he mm-hmm. really makes that movie fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you guys beat barely beat me. I was looking <laughs> You were what? I, I was what? looking it up for you, and I was literally almost scrolled oh, to no. the name when she said it. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was Peter, but I couldn't. And he was on Numbers, I think it was. Oh, interesting. I think that's the name of the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, it was Numbers. Uh, and also, um, Numbers had Crumholt, who also was in some of the Adams Family stuff, too, as her friend. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, plays um, uh, Joe Blicker. Mm-hmm. And Joe Blicker. I'm surprised at you. Oh, man. Now I just need to. Re- <laughs> now I want to rewatch Adams Family Value. That movie is so much fun. It's a leave great it tradition. To, leave it to me to remember who he was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, he's been in a lot of, as you said, he's Gr- been in a lot Grumbled of stuff. actually did a lot of stuff that me and my husband liked. Even some of the ones that were sillier that we like had him in them somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, my wife and I are going through, uh, slowly and haphazardly, we're going through the uh, Heath Ledger uh, filmography because... Ten things I hate about you. Yeah, so we watched... And Crumholtz, uh, one of the main ones in that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays the friend of the character played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt in, mm-hmm. in Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, but what's interesting is because we watched the documentary I Am Heath Ledger, uh, which I had seen before and, and enjoyed. My wife hadn't. And, and so she like was intrigued, saying, oh, I kind of really want to watch a lot of these movies. So we watched uh, that film first, and then we watched a, a film that I think actually was his first feature-length film, and it was called Two Hands, and it was an Australian film that you can only get on DVD, and of course I got it because, you know, I'm, I've am i always said he's still my one of my all-time uh, favorite actors, um, and uh, just because of his just te- his technique and, and also how he did not want to be just known as a specific actor for a specific type of role. He wanted to be an actor that could do anything, and, and truly, I think he did, but now we're we're, I'm, we're kind of like fighting because the next film on the list is, is The Patriot, which is a great film, but my wife's not really into those kinds of movies, so uh, we're kind of like yeah. pushing that one off a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say one thing, actually, since it's the right season to throw that in, too, because we were talking about Crumholt. He also was the head elf in the Santa Claus of Tim Allen. That's right. And for any fans Bernard. of Firefly, if for any fans of Firefly, he was in the movie Serenity and he was Mr. Universe in the movie Serenity. So he's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, more ch- than check you him thought. out. He's done quite a bit of fun stuff. Yeah. And he's a pretty good actor. Great comedic talent for sure. Uh, so what else have you been able to watch, Mr. Roy? Uh, unfortunately, I watched Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> no, that's right. Why? You're supposed when to you skip said... that one when you watch them. I assumed you skipped that one. He said all. And, um, yeah, but that one doesn't count. Oh, I agree. Wow. I think everyone, I think most of us would agree, but it's got the name Ghostbusters on it, technically. So, And uh, the thing I always love, the story I always love about 2016 Ghostbusters is, you remember when Movies Anywhere first released? And they were trying to entice people to join. And so they said, join today and connect your accounts and we'll give you free movies. And that was one of the free movies. <laughs> and this was back like in 2016, I think, when it like it, it was it was fresh out. Like it was freshly released on like and everyone digital. Went, Screw that. Oh, and it was great. Oh, yeah. Part of me was like, can I not? get it like can i request not to receive it because it was automatic so i was like could i please i don't want this so i i actually have that film in my collection and it was not by choice um unfortunately well, that doesn't explain why my brother has the extended cut <laughs> oh might. actually it might because i want to say that was the version they gave away for free well, he's got two versions. It says the okay. actual cut and extended, and I'm like, Antonio, you cracked up. Again. Yeah, they they add dancing in the extended cut, which oh, <laughs> Lord, that's even worse. I mean, now who's dancing? I guess is the real question. Uh, that that will determine. Most of the main characters there's random dancing through the movie that they probably cut for the theatrical. Oh, yeah, it's Whoa, so it's a wants, Bollywood. Nobody wants to see movie? those girls dance. Nobody no. wants to see those girls um, dance. But if it's I a Bollywood want... film, I don't know. You know. Yeah. This is probably the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I put this up there like Vampire Sucks. It's probably one of the worst comedies ever. <laughs> Dang. Like That's 20 amazing. minutes into it. 
I think I said it before, like 20 minutes into it, I backed out of it just to make sure it was labeled a comedy because it is that bad of, of a comedy. Oh, yeah. I've heard it is, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it since it was first released, um, and I, I don't I don't really want to. No, oh, so yes, uh, I can, hold on, let me, let me double check this. Yeah, I can confirm. So not only did I receive the extended edition of Ghostbusters 2016 for free, but uh, I also received the regular version as well. So yeah, that's in my collection. And uh, to answer everyone's burning desires, no, I I, I did not. Um, actually, wait, no, I don't. So he bought it. He bought it. Because at first I thought I was showing up because it was searching, but with Movies Anywhere, it shows you all the films so that right. you'll click on one to buy it. And so, but anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel sorry for you. That compares to some of the stuff with my brother. I mean, <laughs> wow. Makes you ask questions about... Uh, yeah, I, but I, my brother's the one who grew up on the good stuff, and yet his favorite freaking character is Car- is freaking... Oh, my God. He's a Danvers fan. Oh no, that's right. Because isn't uh, because Tina, don't you have Captain Marvel in your collection as well? He has the complete M crap. You, I don't get me started on that. (laughs) Yeah, any every you know, I because now YouTube bleeds over into what used to be Google Play. That's right. So I can go on there and I'm like, oh, he's got the woke Jedi and Rose of Soy Walker and because he's a freaking completist and I hate that. It's just like uh, if I get my brother. Yeah, but if I can I get, understand. My brother it. actually likes the woke stuff. Oh no, he, it's not just completing the collections. He likes them. Because I can at least understand uh, for you know for Tina for for your brother because because. I, I can be a completist too, but I, I, I'm, I call myself a completist with limits. So, for instance, um, I have The Dark Knight on 4K. I have Batman Begins on 4K. And at mm-hmm. some point in time, I had The Dark Knight Rises on like DVD. But I'm not going to get the 4K of that because that's just going to be a waste of money. Um, right. I, I have Fast and Furious 1 through 6, which I know that this is a, always a very fun topic to bring up on the Chosen stream is how I, I do like 1 through 6. But then I also have Fast and Furious 7, even though I hate the movie. And it was at that point when I saw 8 after where I'm like, okay, I can't. I'm done. So I cut myself off with that I, one. So. I never liked the Fast and Furious yeah, stuff, so I'm I, good with you there. Uh, yeah. I said that stuff was dumb. But it's got no, I, I, I'm, you know, when I see one and I'm like, because Stephanie knows this, me and her, as far as we're concerned for the MCU Infinity War is it. Thanos won. We're good. Goodbye. We have no plans. Steph, what was that term you used? FOMO? Sharon loved that. Uh, fear of missing out. <laughs> Me and her don't have that. That's the reason why we're like Spider Man. Whatever, you know. So. Look at that. That's actually Look. a nice set. Oh, he makes himself bigger to flex his movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can pretty much You're darn right. <laughs> I can pretty much agree with her on that, and you know, I, I, I don't care if it. It sounds like Trek. If it sounds horrible, I don't want to watch it. Have we not learned our lessons between what they've done to no, Star Trek, between no, what they've done to everything? No, else? Stop! No, Just tell no, them to... 
nope. off and nope. don't give up your money. No, 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 because but it's why, a tire. Why is why is Spider Man getting ready to hit a billion dollars? Because everybody's like, we can't see Spider Man. We got to see Zendaya. Well, I, so. I, I love all the ones that are like, well, we have to see it because there's these people from the original movie series. Nice tire, Odin. And I'm sitting there going, it might happen. It might happen because one of my husband's favorite actors is actually in the new Spider Man. Yes. By the way, rumors, of course, rumors and speculation. Uh, as uh, I don't have a spoiler warning uh, thing to to put up. Um, oh yeah, don't spoil the so, movie. <laughs> at least, at least for for another week, I, I'm willing to. I, I'm still one of those persons where I I can be a, I can be a bit of an ass on this. Where for me, it's like if you care that much about spoilers, for one, why are you watching anything on YouTube? Why are you on social media? And 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 the second point is, why did you see it opening night? However, I understand we live in a very very especially now uh, with with the with the pandemic times especially. But it's true. We, we live in a difficult time where people are having to work more, are having to, you know, take real priorities in their life. Um, and obviously, they might still be people that uh, care, right? They might still be people that care. And so I think giving, you know, a week's worth of grace, I think, is is worth um, is worth thinking about. But uh, to kind of carry on from this um, and just to make sure that, that Tina saw it, you see, look, it's a tire. It's it's a beautiful. I saw that. That's like, lovely. Like, look at that. And it's a look, it has Fast and Furious on it. You know, it's like F F and look at this. You, 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 you twist it and open it and then you've got all the movies right there. That's cool. Yeah. That is weird, but kind of uh, interesting. I know. It's one of those. I know where, people even if you hate the chat movies, are making jokes about the noise that these art kits are making. <laughs> They're like, what in the world's going on? I, I did tell him if it gets loud to mute me. So it's his fault too. I mean, well, <laughs> the, the issue is that I, I can, I, there's an easy button to to maximize people and to take people out of streams but then there's this little tiny button to mute and so i'll go ahead oh you're blaming me uh, let me turn the mic down if i can let me see if it has that option here oh wait i do have there it is because i can't find <laughs> she's muted she's unmuted she's muted She's on you goofball. <laughs> this is actually kind of annoying because if you're on StreamYard, you actually can turn down your volume and make it quiet and stuff, and you can't hear. I I can I can control people's volume. I can't though here, not where yeah. like I normally do, and I hate this. I I usually turn my mic way down. Do you want me just to mute you? If you can turn the mic down so it's not as loud and I can still respond, that's what I usually do. But I can't on this stupid app. So um. Can you hover over? If you hover over, there should be an option to mute yourself. Yeah, but I can't reach the computer all the time when I'm doing this, so it's okay. hard to mute and unmute. Um, like I said, where's the volume control? All the other yeah, ones restream, restream has a Come lot of really on. great things, but it's also got a lot of weight. It's got a lot of ways to go as well. Th so. This is going to get on my nerves because yeah, I usually I go on streams all the time when I'm doing these projects, but I turn the mic down to half volume and it doesn't bother people much if they do hear it, you know? The only reason why I think I wouldn't do that is because then when you try and talk, we're only going to hear you at half volume. Where if you if you could oh, control I it, guarantee, I guarantee you there's plenty of people out there that want me quieter. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> So what I'll do is I'll hit mute for now, and then hopefully you can unmute yourself. I, how about how about I just do, go like this if I need to yeah, talk yeah. to Yeah, yeah, no. So basically, uh, have you ever seen uh, Team America World Police? <laughs> uh, 
with the puppets. Yes. America. Give the signal. <laughs> give the signal. Exactly. Give the signal. And it's just you going like. Ah. I have signals I would use on some streams, but I got to behave here. Yes. Yes. Don't use. Uh, uh, use. Uh, oh, oh, my goodness. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. If, I, if I'm not. Uh, I do not want to look like a spouse. <laughs> I prefer spirit okay. fingers personally. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. No, there's a difference. Okay. Because jazz hands, jazz hands are the hands. These are spear fingers. And these are gold. You know, I'm the one who likes cheerleader movies because I like to watch them torture each other. You know, I know that reference. You know that um, well, some of you may not know this. I was a high school cheerleader. Oh, so, uh, I wasn't that girly. Oh, absolutely. And I will. I Even I wasn't to, that girly. To pull those up. Here, I want to I want to clarify. I want to clarify. I did not cheerlead be, uh, specifically to cheer. I actually hated cheering. It was the least favorite part of it. Obviously, you think, but you're a cheerleader. What else is there? Competition. Uh, well, that Competition. and if you're a guy to be up close to the girls. Yeah, I will say, you know, because that's <laughs> something that comes up. But it's interesting because in all – I was actually – well, not to brag, but I, I recruited the most guys uh, on my squad in school history because I got a lot of my friends to join. And I was just like, hey, you know, it's it's fun. It's it's not that much of a commitment. And also we get to compete and there's a lot of fun stuff to do. Um, but basically, one of the things that was the most difficult was actually the girls were the ones that were like basically helping to break us of our nervousness because there are stunts where literally our hand has to go like had to go on someone's butt, like like that's that's just how it works. You have like, to like, just be able to hold them up and not have them fall and stuff. Exactly, and like so. It's so, not, it's well, not even off, a physical thing. Really. It's not even because the other thing too is you would think, okay, I'm looking up and you're like, but I don't want to be, you know, looking. But you have to because if you don't keep your eye on them, that's how they fall. And if they fall, they can really hurt themselves. So it was actually the girls that actually helped a lot because, like, what at one point one of my friends. Uh, uh, well, one of the girls on the squad had to tell one of my friend, "Don't be afraid to touch my butt." And like, like basically, like saying, "Like get over it. It's 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 not that big a deal." Um, but no, I, I did it because I actually really like competing. And actually, my my main goal for joining was I wanted to learn how to do a standing backflip, what we call a, a back tuck. You, um, you know, it's funny. You did you did cheerleading because you liked competing. I did gymnastics and wrestling because I liked competing. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you were on the more of how shall I say it girly side of competition that I was <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track what were we talking about yeah and speaking, yeah, speaking <laughs> of, of that, um, at one point uh, at one point when Rosetta was speaking I thought uh, she was she said um, like because she was talking about like the all this like the crap that we're seeing in modern day Hollywood especially modern day like MCU stuff and like to not uh, give them, you know, any money and any, any time. And at first I thought she said Shrek. And I was like, wait, what's wrong with Shrek? Drek, like, as in yeah, you said Drek. Star Trek term. Exactly. You said Drek. <laughs> and I, like, I knew, I like, it took me a second to process. I'm like, oh yeah, Drek. But then I was like, oh, but for a second I thought Shrek. And then I was like, wait a minute. Is Shrek the issue Shrek. with all of this? Well, I love Shrek. Well, obviously well, Shrek's no, awesome. No, no, no. So. There's a thing is actually that my parents, we nicknamed them as kids, the troll and ogre, and mom was always the ogre. So mom latched onto Fiona with Shrek. <laughs> no, mom likes it. She called me her ogreling. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, this is getting... kind of a thing, so we kind of like Shrek in this family. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so Alice McCarthy kind of bring us back to the original topic, which was uh, Ghostbusters 2016. Uh, he says, I, he says, <laughs> I last, he says, well, if you want to, even more ew, he says, I lasted 38 seconds in the Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> Going back to that as reference there, uh, Luca, I can say definitely not. Uh, as, as I said, I was given the extended edition for free and I, I refused to watch it. So I have it and I don't know if there's a way for me to get at, get rid of it. But I think having it in my collection, it's a reminder. You know, it's a reminder of, of the really terrible films that can be made. And it were also, I think, in modern times, is a reminder that where there's a Ghostbusters 2016, we have to always remind ourselves that for every Ghostbusters 2016, there will at some point be a Ghostbusters Afterlife, and um, and that's a good thing. So, Aw, Mr. Hopeful. I, I try. I try my best uh, to do what I can. But Mr. Roy... Um, uh, yeah. and, uh, so going back, so going back, also. So uh, I'm sorry, I'm Rosetta, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you, and so Go try and <laughs> unmute yourself, and if you can't, just give us the give us the signal, um, but not the inappropriate one. <laughs> All right, muting, fun. <laughs> muting now. All right, so uh, Mr. Roy, uh, you said you saw Ghostbusters 2016, and that it was terrible. Uh, anything else that you wanted to add? To yeah, yeah, I watched Afterlife, which is. Okay, I liked it. Yeah. Um, there's a few things about it I didn't like, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I recommend it. Yeah. I think it's still on theaters, so... It is, yes. And I think that it is um, either this weekend or next weekend, it'll reach its its break-even point. So it's definitely not a major success uh, for sure, but it's a movie I think will do pretty well on, on physical media. Would you think that you'd buy it on 4K? Yeah, I'll buy it. Um, yeah. I think... 2016 probably the reason why that film the new one's not doing that well oh <laughs> yes absolutely there's no that, doubt I, I mean the budget alone was cut in half uh <laughs> clearly because of that movie yeah i did the walmart thing which is probably the worst thing in the movie but yeah they had to bring in sponsorship in the movie to, to kind of cut into that budget <laughs> yeah oh yeah absolutely and it's a, it's a sad thing uh, to see that, but you know, I, I think that they were able definitely to do and be so respectful, like uh, of those characters, um, mm-hmm. that they were able to, I think, uh, you know, do a really good job. You know, and it does have. There's no doubt. You said that there were some things you didn't like. It's clearly got some objective issues. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, yeah that, I think that, that yeah, that Walmart scenes felt really out of place. It, yeah, you, you're watching this movie that feels like it's in this really small town that's run down and old and stuff, and all of a sudden. Here's his brand making new Walmart that's super ultra clean for no. Hey, let's go get Baskin Robbins ice cream. Let's have these marshmallows <laughs> roast over this this gas pit that's not supposed to be active inside Walmart store. Yeah, but it's kind of funny because you always I always amazed when there's certain product placements because they destroy the Walmart. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know that, that scene felt really out of place and really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just commenting in, ch- in the backstage that actually having a brand new giant fancy Walmart in the middle of a rundown small town is not that uncommon. Drive through Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Wyoming sometime. They're all over those tiny towns. They have the fancy right. Walmarts in the middle of these rundown farmer towns. <laughs> well, the thing about the movie that I'll find is 
at the, at the beginning of the movie, they had this montage of them driving through the town. If they would have just put a small clip of them driving by this Walmart, I think mm-hmm. it would have set that scene up a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think there, I think if you think there's a lot uh, to that for sure. Um, and it would have, again, it would have led to um, a better understanding of just the location. And, and also too, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something that they could have completely done because the very beginning, they, they do have kind of like this montage of what's in the town. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that would have made complete sense. Yeah. I mean, and I've worked in a Walmart cleaning Walmart, so I know firsthand that's a super ultra clean walk. They don't look like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. So what else uh, were you able to watch? Uh, I watched a bunch of really bad Steven Seagal movies. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. So I watched this movie called Sniper Special Ops. (laughs) Oh, boy. This sounds like fun. Yeah, it stars a really fat and old Steven Seagal. Um, but and I think that the, the the same comment that Rosetta made about the movies will will be true here. Uh, Rosetta, what what is it that you typed in that chat for everyone to hear? I was just saying when he said bad Steven Seagal movies, I said redundant. Sorry, couldn't resist that. <laughs> and and nowadays I feel like saying you know a fat Steven Seagal also. I, <laughs> yeah, but redundant. this is yeah, but that's because is... of our community too, and he's yeah. fun. <laughs> Oh yeah, these, yeah, are, yeah. these are bad in a point that they're really lazy. Like he sits throughout most of the movie. It's it's hilarious. Anytime mm-hmm. there's a scene where he has to run upstairs or something, they use a body double. That's how lazy this man is when he films these films. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's hilarious to watch. Oh, and, I love when they do. Ter- I, I love when any film does really bad body doubles. When like you can tell clearly, it's not the actor (laughs) like uh that's why you know typically people will always say that one of their favorite um uh modern james bond and of the daniel craig era is casino royale and it's a solid movie um but i the thing that always bothers me about it is you can tell clearly when his stunt double is on screen because his hair color changes It's 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 subtle, it, but it's, it's like his physical it? body changes. Like you could tell it's a different <laughs> size actor. It's hilarious. There, he sits through most of the movie. Like in the first part of the movie, he's sitting down with a sniper rifle, and when he shoots it, it's a suppressed sound. But there's no suppressor on the gun, so it, yeah, it, there's really bad um, sound effects in the movie. I mean, when he racks the bolt to pull the bullet out, there's no bullet, so he's just <laughs> racking the bolt for no reason. <laughs> By the way, uh, Segev Seagal just subscribed to the channel. (laughs) I don't know if that was someone trying to make a quick account and just misspelled Steven and put Segev, or if that's... Does he have, like, a long-lost brother called Segev Seagal? I don't don't know. (laughs) Oh, that's great, though. So... And there's this weird um, scenes where Steven Seagal's with this dude that's injured, and the way it's shot, it looks like they're not even in the same room. It's hmm. really weird. It's like the two actors weren't on the same set at the same time, so they had to film them separately and then edit it together. And it's done so bad, you could tell. It's hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's awful. It. It's good, awful, I, I believe. <laughs> it's the good kind of bad, yeah. which I well, think is kind of what he's, yeah, he's now known for. 
Rob Van Dam's in this movie too. Oh, okay. I think I have at least and, heard of it because of him being in. Yeah, that. he he rarely aims his gun when he's shooting. So when he's shooting in the shooting in the fight scenes, it's hilarious to watch because you, you tell he doesn't know what he's doing. And then in the <laughs> end, he does that thing where he holds his gun up and he puts his thumb up, like holds his hand up with his thumb down, like he does, like his wrestling persona. And it's hilarious. Oh, he uh, he does like the yeah uh, he does that. Oh no! <laughs> wow! Of course he does. I feel like. Uh, the, it's funny because uh, the Goldberg was in films back in the nineties, early two thousands. And like, he would do a spear and a jackhammer. I think he was, it was universal soldier that he was in one. He was um, in the second one, I believe. Yeah. And, and so he had that. And then there was, you know, the rock to the rock bottom in, in one or two films in his early acting career before he was taking it too seriously. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say uh, stone cold uh, was in a couple of films early in his career where he did a stunner at one point. So it's always funny to see, <laughs> to see him do that. <laughs> yeah. He, I watched another movie called cartels, which has got um, George St. Pierre in it. I've seen the, the fight scene they had on YouTube. But mm-hmm. when you see it in the context of the film, it's even more hilarious. It's, it's the same. It's almost the same movie. Steven Seagal basically just sits around and just <laughs> rambles off random crap. And it's it's the most funny thing you see in your life. The stunts are awful. The cameras are angles are awful. And man, it's hilarious. He uses body doubles to go up and down stairs because he's. You can tell. You can tell. When he's just sitting down trying to talk, he runs out of breath when he's talking. His whole, <laughs> it's like man. Sorry, I'm just responding to uh, to a message there. So yeah, uh, so, so yeah, uh, Rosetta. Unless I'm seeing you doing uh, the sign, the symbol, right from uh, <laughs> trying to get my attention. Just, just uh, you can just put like unmute and <laughs> or like or the high sign from uh, from Little Rascals. Um, yeah, if I, for any reason I'm missing it, you could just put unmute and, and then I'll be able to, to unmute the microphone since, since you can't, I think over time it's going to allow for more features to be able to like, you know, either give people the option to not give people the option. I know, I know, um, stream stream yard, obviously when everything was happening with YouTube, um, and Google hangouts going away, right. StreamYard really capitalized a lot on that. And I think that they also were able to capitalize on the pandemic time as well. Um, and so they were, they've really been able to gain a lot of capital and to get a lot of innovations going, uh, and everything. And so places like restream and even uh, riverside.fm, which was known for one thing is now actually getting into the streaming game a bit, um, are obviously trying to play some catch up there. So, um, Yes, but thank you for for no. And yeah, she says not just not the spaceballs salute. That is actually swear words in sign language. Interesting. I did not know that, but that is good to know, uh, so that I never do that in, <laughs> in a school setting. <laughs> Even though I'm like, hey, I'm making a movie reference. I do bring up spaceballs actually in my class. Fun fact about me. Um, how you might ask since you're talking about religion and morality i'll tell you how so in order to (laughs) use examples to showcase uh one of the proofs of aquinas um of it's it's, you know unmoved mover is one of the proofs of god's existence from from uh from aquinas and in Spaceballs, there's a moment when they're watching themselves watching themselves watching and it goes on for an infinite number and so the point is that what do you need in order to have that infinite loop? You need to have the first. 
right? And so I say you can use that as an example. And then I also, unfortunately, use The Last Jedi in uh, that class also because I say it's like also the Ray thing, right? When she's snapping her finger and it goes on for infinity. What do you need to have first? The first Ray. Now, obviously, I would say that, um, you know, I'd rather them not um, use that example, but... Yeah, I, 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 I got. No, I was refer- to no fin- referencing Ray. No referencing Ray. That's where I was snapping and impatient with. Well, I Come was on. trying to finish my point because I figured that you'd be mad at that, and so I'd want to give you your time to respond in in two. I was well, I, that was actually me mocking you referencing it. But. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> no, I mean I actually kind of had a thing with sign language. It's like you know the people who always said that the hand you use um, on. in concerts is always there saying that it's devil and actually it actually does mean rock on the way they use the hand you actually have to curl it in order to do devil horns just like if you have the thumb out it's i love you and all this other stuff and yeah i actually me and my mom were kind of into studying a bunch of those signs when i was a kid and nice yeah i kind of found out what space balls is and it's a little obscure and weird and it's not all swear words but it's not it's not a nice saying let's just put it that way um (laughs) yeah absolutely um, and I, <laughs> I've actually, that's something that at some point in my life, I think I'd like to, to learn a little bit more, um, just because it is like that I think is one of the few, you know, how like in modern times, we, we've seen a lot of shifting and moving, you know, trying to in, incorporate more people, be more inclusive. That is one of the few where it's like, no, I'm all for that. Like, cause that makes complete sense. Well, you I know? mean, they, they, they say that but they're also adding more strobes and special effects to everything yeah. so that everyone with light sensitivities or seizures can't partake so yeah it's this weird hypo this is weird hypocrisy with them but that's a whole other rant in a way it's like they're opening a window and closing a door right it's just it, like they're trying to open you, it up for some but close it down the others i use this as an example and i know it'll upset some people i cannot get i cannot understand how come Amy Lee still uses strobes at her Evanescence concerts, considering that her brother died of a seizure from strobe reactions? I did not know that part. Yeah. wow. And it's like, I can't see how she still uses them. Because it doesn't make sense, you know? You have to think, then, that, yeah, I mean, when you have something like that, especially something so... um, you know, personal happening to them. You you have to imagine there there has to be like a, you hope that there would be a good reason for them to uh, to do something like that. But um, I will only thing- say I give her one credit. Yeah. She does go through more to make sure that they actually notify the fans and the audience they will have them. But at the same time, why would you even do that if that you've been through that and you want to reach out to that community like she has in some of her songs? Why would you have them at your show? Mm-hmm. It's weird. And uh, to answer the mystery from earlier, uh, Segev Segal is actually a real person. Yes. Uh, he says it's his real name and that I'm his favorite member of Friday Night Tights. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. I feel that there's like a small, co- there's like a small little contingent of the FNT crowd that love me. And when I say that, I don't mean that to try and like boost myself at all. I just think that. There, it's like they they notice certain things that I like because there'll be times when I will do certain things where I'm like, OK, this is for the people that are maybe not as interested in, in a certain conversation or are not liking the direction of a certain conversation. And so it's always fun to see it's like the random comments of like, oh, I totally agree with Odin or what he's doing right now. Or look at Odin, look at what he's doing. I'm like, this is this is again because I understand. And we all understand 
that uh, some of the stuff on there is, is not for everybody, you know? I'll be so, honest. I don't watch it because it's just too loud and over the top for me when I'm trying to get work done. Yeah, I've seen and, and it's not, the... and, and you know I love all you guys to death. Yeah. I just I can't keep up with it when I'm trying to work because everyone's so crazy when they get going. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, se- I've seen the FNT uh, ramble chat in, in my Discord server, so I know uh, <laughs> some, some thoughts there. Uh, so... Uh, Anyway, uh, Ghostbusters, you know, obviously 2016, terrible. The new Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, pretty solid. Uh, anything else that you uh, – or sorry, we were just talking about Steve Seagal films. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you got uh, completely lost. Yes, yeah. and so now I'm going to mute you again. All right. <laughs> let, let, <laughs> so uh, what else have you been able to watch? Yeah, that's uh, – I got one more. I was, it's a, a Steve Seagal movie called Contract You Kill, which is probably <laughs> the worst – Okay. The um, lazy films he's done. Okay. I think I've at least heard of that one. So ill's theatrically released. Okay, that would make sense. That uh, oh. that Hawaii story would have heard about it. Yeah. It is, so, what was special about this one? Um, he green screens himself in certain scenes. So <laughs> he's too lazy to run down a hallway with a gun, so they had to green screen him in lazily, like. And then move the background in a way so that it looks like he's running down the hallway. So is he doing like one of these where it's like he's got the yeah. shoulders moving, but he's clearly yeah. not running? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And it, it happens within the first two minutes of the movie. So, yeah. Give it a watch. You can watch it for free. It's on the internet. It's hilarious. <laughs> where is it free? Is it just on YouTube or just mean like... I think in- that it's on one of those free um, streaming services that show about oh, okay. the free movies and stuff. Uh, oh, most of his bad movies are free to watch. You're, you, mm. No one in the right mind will pay money to watch any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. I'll say this, this one's probably the one where I got uncomfortable watching because he has a sex scene in it where he's fully clothed. Ew. <laughs> fully clothed, <laughs> eh? Do tell. Tell me more. Tell me more about this fully yeah, clothed. The, the, yeah, the the woman's um, topless, but the, the he's fully clothed. He keeps his jacket on and everything. It's hilarious and very uncomfortable to watch, considering that he's had a an extensive track record of harassing women. <laughs> My goodness! <laughs> oh, wow. And Mr. Roy, there is a I can't think of his name. There's a YouTuber who does bad movie reviews. He's got a slew of Steven Seagal movies. Yeah, because it's, it's miles long. He, it, I'm gonna pull this up. In He's 20... got to have like hundreds of movies in his. It's it's a at this bunch, point. and all the reviewer kept saying was every movie he gets lazier and lazier. Okay, he did <laughs> six movies in one year. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Two, two of them I talked about are in the 2016. Yeah, 2016 he did six movies, <laughs> and they're all wow. Yeah, I can tell you two of them were really awful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, by the way, uh, shout out to uh, there are a, a few people watching on Odyssey who are her typing. So shout out to Tony uh, Sentiel Sentient. Sentialua, I think it's what it says. And to you, of course, uh, and he's saying the Baskin Robbins thing is becoming a trope with Paul Rudd. Oh, I guess that there are there's a few things with uh, 
Him and oh, Baskin Robbins? Oh, wait, yeah, because doesn't he work at a Baskin Robbins in one movie? Who is that? Paul Rudd? Yeah, Paul Rudd. Isn't there a film where he, he, he works as like a employee at a Baskin Robbins at some point or got fired from Baskin Robbins or mm, Ant-Man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But anyway, shout out to y'all. Um, so uh, anything else other than the Steven Seagal? <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, I, just... so I haven't seen Spider-Man yet. No, uh, I've okay. actually, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen any of the Spider-Man movies from the MCU. <laughs> Oh, okay. Gotcha. So none, none of Tom Holland's, uh, but you've obviously, I assume you've seen the Raimi's and have you seen the, the Garfield's? No, I'd seen the Garfield's. I've seen the Raimi's ones. I stopped at three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause three was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And yes, people are confirming it was an Ant-Man. Uh, I was guessing. <laughs> hey, that was a good guess. I don't remember anything about Ant-Man. Hey. I mean, I, I would agree. I actually enjoyed the first one. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's one of those things where, for instance, we were talking about this last night on Friday Night Tights where I was like, yeah, I really liked Logan, but I haven't watched it since I first saw it. And I was like, I think that's a fair point to bring up. Like, I still really enjoyed it, but I also at the same time, uh, I own it, but I haven't watched it. I haven't had a desire to rewatch it. And yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. When it comes to the MCU, I'm probably the least like I've seen the first two Iron Man movies, all the Avengers movies and the silver, um, the Captain America movies. That's it. I've not yeah. seen any of the Thor movies, the Iron movies. I had seen Captain Marvel or black Panther. Or, yeah. I've not seen a whole lot of them. I, the MCU is not really that interesting to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I tend to agree with you, Mr. Roy. I, I see them and then I don't that's the reason why I was joking and said Ant-Man because it's like <laughs> it kind of went in one ear out the other and I couldn't tell you anything else about it yeah yeah I, I understand why people like them I mean the, yeah. yeah I just thought that it's <laughs> yeah there's you know there's there's a genetic like a general generic level of enjoyment i think in in most of them uh i think there's some obviously that are just so trash that it's just like you just don't quite understand it uh you know captain marvel uh being a great example of it i I remember one of those avengers movies not being that good either oh age of ultron uh yeah i think that was the one want the robot that was yeah that's ultron oh Oh, uh it was i i knew it was in trouble from the very beginning when they have that shot of them all jumping in pose (laughs) (laughs) and it's the, like some of the worst CG. (laughs) It was some of the worst CG I had ever seen. I was like, Oh my goodness. That's, this is not going to be good. And sure enough, wasn't very good. (sighs) Man. Oh man. That's my shit for movies. Okay. I would recommend. I would definitely recommend this this uh, this newer one uh, of, of Spider Man because I think that if having you know I, I would well I, I can't say much more than that because then that would be going into going into some. Uh, some I, spoilers, know, so. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. 
She's snapping at me, so I'm gonna unmute her. Yes, uh, I, I was gonna say with this, you know, um, how um rarely I go to uh, anything. Um, mm-hmm. Let's be honest, but uh, my husband, kind of one of his absolute favorite actors, is Alfred Molino, and he is supposed to be picking me up right after Christmas for a few days out in cabin and exploring for my birthday. So I have a feeling he's going to try to go see this one way or another. Okay, because. <laughs> Because if you know the movie The Man Who Knew Too Little, the Bill Murray spoof of those spy movies, mm-hmm. that's one of his favorites. And okay. Molina was one of the bad guys in it. Oh, nice. And yeah, he, he, he drags me to anything he finds out he's in. So <laughs> Very nice. That probably will see this one. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I that's obvious. That's not really a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Um, and I say anything that's in the trailer is is fair game. And uh, anything that's in the trailer or the basic cast credits that are released before the movie, give it up. You know. Yeah, even with credits, I, I sometimes will be a little because. Well, that's why I said basic cast yeah, credits. If you're looking yeah. at like which extra was in which scene and stuff, that might be a little much. But yeah. or if there's the an actor cast. listed that's not in a trailer for instance, yeah. you know, like, I think that would be, that'd be another example, but no, I think that, uh, Melina does a great job in the film. You know, Melina gives a great performance. He, he, he's a, he's he's a, a great, great he's a great actor. He's really good at the stuff he does. Yeah. Even in some of the corniest and cheesiest movies I've seen him and he's always one of the most amazing and funny. And it, it's like when they did the Dudley do right movie, which got panned because it used way too much of the uh, native jokes from F Troop in it, which were not popular in the late nineties. Um, he still played a really good Snidely, you know. Oh, I think I saw that. What's his name played Dudley do right? Brendan Fraser. Which Brendan is also Fraser. There, yeah. Which is also the reason I saw that because I always had a thing. I knew Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fra- I did not know. <laughs> Wait, so Alfred Molina was Dudley was Snidely Whiplash in that? Or Snidely Whiplash, yeah. What? Yeah. Because I, I, again, I, I had already, I had known already about um, the, I had known about Brendan Fraser, but uh, man, oh wow, my, <laughs> I feel like I have to see this movie now. It is part of the reason I got panned. It is corny as hell, but the original cartoon it was based on was corny as hell. It does actually have the feel of the cartoon in that regards. However, it got panned bad in the late 90s because they really went, you know, F Troop level over the top with the native jokes of multiple mm. scenes. And, you know, that's why my dad loves it. He finds those hilarious. But <laughs> <laughs> that's got one one point, and I'll just give this away where they're talking to him going, I thought North Americans could run all day. Oh, yeah, right. Like, we're really Indians. <laughs> and there were so many uh, native jokes it bombed the movie when they put it out i can i can at least understand which is is funny because in my native family it's a really popular movie (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh man and i guess i always hear every time somebody talks about alfred molina they talk about all his the, the, the some of the current stuff you do know he was in raiders right oh yeah absolutely and the movie that I remember Gene and Roger always praised him in was Prick Up Your Ears. That was like when he majorly came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Maverick. You remember if when they did the remake of Maverick and they did it with James Garner as one of the main stars and Mel Gibson and all that in the 90s? 
it's one that my dad really liked because it had some really great uh native stuff in it including you know oh, i try to kill one every day serves them right for being on my land before i got here and stuff like that it's like but dad loves that movie and one of the things that he loved about it was the bad guys in it one of the main bad guys was also Alfred there oh. and yeah Nice. I I know a lot of his stuff. Let's just say, yeah, my between my dad and my husband, they really like him as an actor. Nice. Oh, he's very. So, I guess he's he's very talented. But yeah, I'm glad you brought up the the Raiders one because was was that his first role? That it might have been. I mean, he's and he. Wait a minute. He also plays the guy with the Nazi monkey too. Oh, because yeah. Spielberg and Lucas liked him and they were like, yeah, we hate, you know, your character got killed off so early. And so they slipped him in to play the monkey guy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I want to say uh, the last I saw that film, because I've seen it a few times. Um, I want to say one of the times that I was watching it, though, I had caught that. I was like, wait a minute. He's he's in this movie more than once. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was why. But that that would that would make sense. Interesting, uh, Mr. Roy. Anything else though that you want to talk about? Uh, that's it. All right. Awesome. Very very cool. I guess the one thing I, I would also ask is, uh, what's the best thing you've added to your uh, physical media collection recently? Let's see. Hey, you kind of caught me off guard with that one. Let's see. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now you know how I feel when people ask me, like, give me your top five of this movie. And I'm like, um, what? I Well, if it's yeah, 80s, got... you should be able to answer just because you should only know five of them. I mean. Wow. So I got um, Forrest Gump in 4K. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, Castle in the Sky, still book. Castle in the Sky. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Those steel books. Um, I think they look really nice, but I really wish that they would like re-release those um, with like more special features and stuff. Yeah, they're they're very limited, but I mean, yeah, they they look really nice. They're, yeah, I have a beats. few of his. I have a few of the Studio Ghibli films on Steelbook. Yeah, they also have been getting really cheap. Like, yeah, they're always getting about as cheap as the the regular ones. So I just started getting the Steelbooks, the ones I don't have yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's it's because they. Because the Blu-ray release is very old at this point, right? It's the last Blu-ray release that they ever did for those films. And so that's a part of it. And then the Steelbooks have been around for a while. And so they, they tend to do that when there's Steelbooks that don't take off. Um, I know that I know this is true because of Whiplash, for instance. Uh, they have Whiplash available on regular Blu-ray Steelbook and also 4K Steelbook. And they have had those Steelbooks on blu- regular Blu-ray for years now. And um, they're like five bucks because they just have so many. And so that's why, um, you know, people always wonder, you know, why do people get steelbooks? It's like one, obviously, it is a a nice way of of like protecting the disc itself. But it also it's an art form, too. And it's a collector's item because it it obviously costs more to actually create that kind of of cover for the disc. And then also they're able to on good steelbooks, they're able to actually add artwork and uh, stuff like that and do unique artwork that they don't do anywhere else. And I think that that is uh, one of the reasons why I just love uh, Steelbook so much. And that's why um, 
I, there's been a trend which was finally broken. Actually, I think I mentioned this on on a stream where I picked up uh, Wolf of Wall Street on 4K Steelbook, and it looks great. I mean, I, I love the colors, uh, the color choices, and everything, and and I think it looks pretty solid. But this is the first of like the newer. 4K uh, steelbook releases from Best Buy that has not featured the slipcover. And I am so sad because I hope that that's not a sign of all their future releases because, man, oh, man. I Again, I've, I know I've shown this one before, but I picked up... Uh, by the way, uh, I, I know that Ron has been very popular as far as a choice uh, for my giveaways on my giveaway channel. So I picked up two more copies of Ron because it's still available to buy online. Now, I'm sure I'll buy more. I probably have bought like 10 or 15 copies of this movie at this point. Oh, um, no. speaking of that, I did see Ron. That's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, right? And yeah. again, I just love this, again, the slipcover yeah, and was... the artwork and everything. It's so great. Yeah, it's really good. On top of that, they have the info on the back. Yes. You don't, you don't lose that when you throw away the stupid little cardboard thing, they including <laughs> the older ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I used to, like, collect some because I was like, I don't know if I want to collect this or not. And so I came to the habit where for a long time I'd just I'd take a picture of the backs. That way I had access to any of that information if I ever wanted. Because if you're a collector, you're, you kind of like to have, especially if you're adding special features. Because for a long time when I was making these digital copies of, of, of the films and adding them to my server, I would just have the movie. I wouldn't actually add in um you know, I wouldn't actually add in the special features, but now I'm like kind of really wanting to do that a bit more often because I, I kind of want to dive further into special features more. And um, uh, because of that, though, having information that you can look to that's actually on you know the back of the disc mm-hmm. is so helpful because it gives you the names of certain things as well. Yeah, it, it got irritating because I was looking through uh, my collection for there's basically three HDR standards, HDR, HDR. HDR 10, HDR 10 plus and Dolby vision. Yeah. It's irritating when you look at some of the, the still books and that info is not on the back of the, of the case and you have to oh, look yeah. it up on the internet. And that's interesting because I, um, I thought there was just two. I thought it was HDR. I thought it was HDR 10 and then Dolby. I thought those were the two. But no, there's a, H- uh, yeah, there's a middle one called HDR 10 plus, which oh. is, I believe it was initially exclusive to Samsung, but I think a few other TV manufacturers caught on to it. It's not as popular. Uh, the most popular film I think that has it is 1917. Mm, it has, okay. has both HDR 10 plus and Dolby vision. Yeah. And that's, that's why you always want to be careful too, for any physical media collectors out there. You always want to be careful with what TV and player you get uh, because some TVs and players only support one so, like, they'll only support HDR10 or they'll only support Dolby Vision. And it may not sound like a big deal, but if you're basically, if you're playing a, a 4K movie and your TV doesn't support one or the other, then it'll just play it either in, in a standard, uh, ver- like, in its standard version or it will uh, do some type of, like, artificial transfer and so it won't mm-hmm. look as good. Yeah, it, a lot of Sony players, for some reason, they support Dolby Vision, but they disable it by default. So you oh. have to go in the menu and actually enable it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, that is weird. Yeah, the only players out there that support all three of them is going to be the two higher-end players that are made by Panasonic. <laughs> okay. I want to say LG has some out now because um, I've, I've been looking a lot into upgrading my, my studio, uh, my home theater. And, uh, you know, obviously, like, a TV is kind of, like, number one on the list. But I know that LG, it has, like, a 4K player that I believe supports all of those formats, and it also there is like a, a region free version of it too. So 
Yeah, there's someone in our Discord that shared a Sony player that mm-hmm. a vendor actually reached and unlocks for you. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, you, you pay a little extra for it, but I think it's worth it, considering yeah. I, I used to have the belief that you had to buy a separate player to get a, a reason to unlock Blu-ray capabilities, but that's yeah. no longer the case. You can actually buy the all buy it all in one box, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also one of the benefits of digitizing your, your movie collection because <laughs> it takes <laughs> it takes care of that for you. Yeah. Um, but someone had asked about where uh, the site that I use and the app that I use for for movie uh, deals, and I, I posted it in the chat. It's Blu-ray.com. And uh, I just wanted to share this uh, bit of information. So on sale now, and I'm sure everyone, especially Tina, is excited to get this. Eternals, $30 on 4K. Oh, yeah. Yay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. And I bet Rosetta's oh, excited too. Oh, yeah. I mean, $30. I mean, I thought if somebody was going to buy that on sale, it should be like 30 cents. But mm. if you're saying $30, I mean, who's not going to snatch that up and waste a lot of money that could be spent on anything better, literally? You know? Oh, if, you, if you want to be mad, uh, you have Who Framed Roger Rabbit on 4K for $15 right now. Yeah, I just picked uh, that up. Yeah, and Glorious Bastards for ten dollars in four K. It's Nathan's movie. Uh, yeah. I also shared um, Cowboy Bebop is down to like seventeen dollars. Ooh, really? Ooh. Yeah, that's in the Discord. Yeah, know. I mean, like oh, anything yes, better? Anything better than that freaking Eternals bull crap? What they race swapped every mythical god and hero from different cultures because woke points, woke points. i will say uh the one (laughs) the one issue with the cowboy bebop one and this is the reason i'm I'm probably gonna pull the trigger now on getting it uh, because for 17 dollars that's a steal um by the way uh one of the things and anyone who is eligible for giveaways has seen it hopefully uh and i'll I'll be picking winners probably later today Mm -hmm. but one of the giveaways is batman the animated series uh, the entire series on Blu-ray. So yeah, it's got that the also Blu-ray includes in the... two movies. A lot of people don't know that when they buy. Yes, it. I, I it... didn't even know it until I started to open the box up. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's Mask of the Phantasm and Mister Freeze Sub Zero. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've even actually checked your giveaways in a long time. <laughs> Why would I, check I'm in? just there's... busy all the time? You know. Well, there's one open right now, uh, and so um, and there's gonna be multiple winners. And uh, so, uh, yeah, but the issue that I've heard with the Cowboy Bebop uh, uh, (laughs) anime series for this this Blu-ray release specifically is uh, the fact that it only comes with the dubbed version. There is no original uh, Japanese audio, apparently. Hmm. That's what I see in the comment section of it, at least. Like, the number one comment is dubbed, no original Japanese dialogue. Sad. Um, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely prefer, you know, being able to, I will say the one exception, uh, 70 B's heading out. 70 B. Thank you for, for being here. Good luck with your we class. Love you, girl. Fun. Thank you very much. Um, and, uh, so even though I am totally on that side, right. I think, you know, dubbed over subbed is the way to go when it comes to anime animated. I do think typically the voice actors they get are normally pretty good. And um, Bruce just said that the be- uh, that Bebop is better in English anyway. So, okay. Well, if that's the case, then what I'll do is I'll put a little two next to this. I'll click on the little buy now, and that way I'll be able to give away 
are you in that that blu-ray site right now uh i clicked out from it uh to the cowboy bebop okay i was just gonna say see if how much last night in soho is running unfortunately so that one because i know it's on pre-order it'll go on it'll go on sale i have no doubt about it like but right now it's it's 33 for the 4k because that one's not (sighs) coming out until i think january 25th i think it's like okay i can wait or january 18th so in four weeks so that will drop in price the closer i think we get to it and um so that's sort of the 4k for the blu-ray let's see if that one's already on sale um or on a on a it's that's that one's 25 and so that will go mm-hmm. down that will probably go back okay. down to, I to 20 I can also wait. uh rosetta I, I forgot to to mute you so i can actually uh <laughs> i heard all I, that I, typing. I, I can stop for a sec with the other art stuff though i'm actually at a break point so okay. i don't need to for a bit okay good um but uh yeah so 20 <laughs> but i will say the blu-ray will definitely drop down to $20 uh i would imagine the next couple weeks and that's okay, a pretty yeah, standard for a new blu-ray um yeah but if you if you want a film tina you just you just say the word i want that one i love that I want, movie i want it i want it <laughs> i want i want it i want and that. i know i know <laughs> stephanie she didn't get to see it i'm and uh I just still don't understand why they released it on 2,800 screens and it's an indie movie. I just don't. It was just like they threw it out there to die. Oh, yeah. Because I really, I really wanted to see that one. And it was so sad when I, I, I checked and all of a sudden, poof, it was gone. Yeah. Um, just as quickly as it, as it came out. So that's one that I actually I probably will end up buying. So I'll just, I'll just add an extra copy and, and send one probably your way and, and Steph's way. Yes. Um, thank you. But I... Uh, Probably will. I'll probably wait for it just to to go down a little bit because I know that again because I follow I follow these prices all the time. I know that it, I know that it will go down. Um, but it. Uh, I actually just bought. I know that uh, Laura might might appreciate this. So I was not able to see the latest uh, the the latest film uh, from Wes Anderson, uh, the French Dispatch. French Dispatch, yeah. Unfortunately, but it is getting released December twenty eighth. And so I decided to order it because I was like, you know, this doesn't seem too bad. And so I'll, on the 28th, I'll be getting that on Blu-ray because um, that one is currently available for about 20 bucks. So, oh. yep. Well, the great and, thing about his movies is, you you know, you don't necessarily have to see it in the theater. They're more comedies, you know. Well, also, uh, so. yeah, and that's the reason why $20 is, a, is such a great price is because that's typically what they charge – uh, for the digital version uh, to rent and even to buy, right? So it's like, all right, it's about as much as you would pay for it anyway, really. Um, but what I really like about it, and I'll, I'll put up on screen, is it looks like that's the slipcover for it. And it just looks great. Yeah, um, really someone cool. in the chat <laughs> said they didn't care for French Dispatch. I think Wes Anderson is one of those movie makers where it's like, you either love his stuff or it just turns your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's and, not my style, but I wouldn't say he's bad. I just don't get into it. You know, I don't like all of his films. I definitely don't like all of his because uh, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox I couldn't stand. Like that that movie just bothered me. Uh, but I loved the uh, Hotel um, Grand Grand Budapest Hotel. Love that movie. 
Um, and I also really liked uh, another one that he did more recently. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, I thought was pretty funny too. Mm-hmm. But have you seen um, Isle, Isle of Dogs? The anime. Yeah, okay, movie? yes, that was the other one. I did see. I love. I, I love dogs, and I actually really like that one as well. Yeah. Well, the title's like automatically pulled to you, anyways, Odin. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Roy, what you got? I'm reading the review for Cowboy Bebop, and it says it includes both. English huh. And okay. I wonder if that was just like an early release, or because that it's so weird because that's got like the most upvotes too. So yeah, I, I read the review that I looked on the Amazon in the back of the box. It's oh. got both versions, and it said surround sound, so it w- it would be. You know, <laughs> I bet that guy bought it from like the store, like to get a cheaper version, and I bet he got like a knockoff. Yeah, or I mean, it it could be possibly there could be an earlier version of this. Yeah, that's English only. <laughs> yeah, that comment was from a long time ago too, so that would actually make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. That was because yeah, and actually, uh, it's, it's a random segue, but go, going random segue back. Uh, yeah, actually <laughs> bought I I actually bat, bought Isle of Dogs um, on Blu-ray, staring at it right now. So. That's how much I liked it. It was pretty. Yeah, I game. actually never saw the Fantastic Mr. Fox movie. Yeah, George Clooney, I think, does the main. I'm voice. still making faces at you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I don't know if that was the reason why I didn't like it, but it definitely didn't help. Like George Clooney doing the voice of the main. Fo- like he kept doing this weird. Yeah, he's annoying. Where like, it was this weird, like winky, like like this weird clicking sound, and it just bothered me so much. So it's one of those times when you want to just smack him and muzzle him, right? Pretty much. And he was a fox, so it, it made even more sense. But that was just me, at least. So, uh, but yeah, Mr. Roy, always always glad to talk the the physical media game with you because because you understand. Again, we're we're cut from we're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> of course. It's waiting for uh, Tina to get triggered by George Clooney, and there it goes. <laughs> I know, right? Yep. Avoid Looney Clooney. There it is in the chat. So, uh, uh, Tina, what, what have what have you been? <laughs> oh gosh, I gotta censor myself here. I can't stand that man. I cannot oh, freaking stand that man. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so, what you've been watching, Tina? I haven't looked at a lot of movies this month, but I had to start, <laughs> I had to start getting in the Christmas spirit, so I watched Silent Night, Bloody Night. <laughs> oh, of course you did. And and that was Silent Night, Bloody Night, and not Silent Night, Deadly Night, right? No, this is Bloody Night, oh, because okay. several people had asked me in the streams which one it was I saw, and I said, well, I know it has a Silent Night, something night in it, and it's a horror movie, but this one was from, I think, the early early 70s, and it looked, I think in my Letterboxd review, I said that it looked like it had been <laughs> filmed through pea soup and a filter. <laughs> a piece of what filter? Netting, like netting. Oh, there were oh, some okay. scenes like somebody draped netting over the lens and said, this will make it autistic. And it's like, oh, no, Lord. I just can't see anything. <laughs> and it, 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 some of the scenes, it, it was like, I don't know who was in charge of the lighting, but you couldn't see stuff a lot of times except during the axe murder. So that's basically what you have. It's an axe murderer who is running rampant on this town. And then they had this long flashback scene 
explaining some of the mysteries of this old house. And it was just like, this is just such a mess, but it's too funny. I can't look away. So, mm. um, yeah. And, oh, and voiceovers. It had lots of voiceovers. Well, that just makes everything better. Like, yes. Just, just ask the original Blade Runner, right? <laughs> <laughs> and people looking at newspapers and saying, hmm, maybe this will solve the uh, mystery. It was just, oh my gosh. So anyway, and of course, as the movie ends, you see one of the main characters walking off to a voiceover. It was like, well, of course she is because this movie has nothing but voiceovers. So, so that was my first quote unquote Christmas movie. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, then the other day, uh, this was just kind of background noise, and then I would look at the TV and go, "Wait, what?" This was called Santa. <laughs> this sounds like a horror movie. Santa's Summer House. <laughs> oh my goodness! And some woman named Cynthia Rod Rock Road Rock. Ro she's martial. She's in martial arts or something. She played Mrs. Claus. Huh. Cynthia, um, oh, come on, you WWE Rothrock. Rothrock, that's her. Yeah, she played Mrs. Claus. Hmm. It was just, it, it looked like, I'm not even going to accuse it of being a Hallmark movie. It was actually cheaper looking than a Hallmark movie. But yes, that's, yeah, that's it, Cynthia Rothrock. And it's like a van full of people and their driver gets lost because of a fog and they're driving round and round and they're trying to get to this resort. And then they end up at this mansion, which looks like it was probably a friend of the directors. And they were like, oh, yeah, you can rent our mansion for the weekend that's going to take you to film this. And this Cynthia comes out and she says, oh, you all can call me Nana. Are you lost? And they're like, yes, we're trying to get to the resort. And so she says, well, she goes back in. She brings out cookies and she's like, here, have a cookie. And they end up, the driver's like, well, I'm going to try to find a resort and I'll come back and get you all. And so she's like, oh, well, I'm fixing dinner and Paul be out in a little bit. Well, then when Paul comes out, you know, it's obviously Santa Claus. And it wasn't until the end of the movie that, bye, Matthew, it wasn't until the end of the movie that Rift Track said, that was Chris Mitchum. That's the son of the legendary Robert Mitchum. And then when the guy looked in profile, I said, oh, my God, that is Robert Mitchum's son, because you could see uh, the similarities. The thing is, he does not have any of the talent of his dad, which is a shame. Because Robert Mitchum was a great actor. And I'm like, well, that apple fell way, 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 way far away from that tree. But it, the whole movie is about him trying to get these people to get along with each other. You have two sisters that are always fighting. You have a husband and wife and their son and I think the couple, they're kind of on the brink of a divorce. Uh, the other guy, I don't even, I'm not even sure what he was. I think he said he was named near. But anyway, it's Santa and Mrs. Santa trying to get them all to get along with each other. And thankfully the movie's only like 72 minutes, so... <laughs> Um, 
I didn't have to sit through two hours of, oh my gosh, please. And there's a cute little corgi in it. And the corgi just kind of just stands around and looks adorable. And I was like, well, this is the best actor in the whole movie. So there you, <laughs> there you go. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> so uh, dogs that are was, always the best. Dogs are the best. So that <laughs> was Santa. That was Santa's Summer House. So those were my two star movies. Then, and Nathan's always asking me, why do you put yourself through this stuff? And it's like, some of these movies are so bad, they're good. You can't help it, which is why I watch Rift Tracks, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, which has become a tradition. That movie is just terrible on every level. But it's like, it's like a train wreck. You you can't stop not looking at it. It's so bad. So, yeah, I watched that as usual. So I'm waiting for Fun in Balloon Land and Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> I, I, I have to see those two. Nice. Um, so that's are Glenzer just dropped a $5 oh. super chat on the subject of Christmas movies saying the ones that need more love. It happened on Fifth Avenue and the shop around the corner. I will say shop around the corner is great. I've um, seen that. And then says strange but entertaining Christmas movie, Rare Exports. I have not heard of that mm. one before. But anyway, thank you for that $5 mm. super chat. All right. Well, my three-star movie was... I think I talked about this on the last chosen but uh, my friend in uh, North Carolina we always watch bad movies together we do a little watch party so we looked at and this was MST3K version the brain that wouldn't or couldn't die depending on what you look up I remember this one um, oh it was funny. i remember it too yeah. <laughs> it was funnier this time out and there was a remake that came out like nine years ago oh wow and the reviewers all said it was very faithful to the original meaning it was so bad it's good and i'm like oh my gosh now we've got to track down the remake <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we the, what I found out that I didn't catch the first time I saw it is that she develops ESP powers from the chemicals he pumps into her brain. I kept wondering, how is she communicating with the thing behind the door? And we were like, oh, she just said the line. It's the chemicals that he's pumping into her. But I, I, him driving around trying to find another body for her is just so creepy and i still don't understand how the police never figure into it because it's like well his license plate is still on the car they would be able to trace the car back to him but that never comes up because somebody even says the line well what if the cops come around and he's like oh they they won't figure out anything it's like there's not a single cop in this whole movie Mm -hmm. ever but it's just, oh my gosh! But I, yeah, I had a good time watching that again. <laughs> just to just to give people an idea, uh, by the way, I always recommend people check out uh, Tina on her Letterbox because she will yeah. she she keeps a, a record of all the films she's watching. She writes reviews as well. Uh, but he, here's her opening. She says, "So what happens when you're a famous doctor whose father's already warned you about your suspicious suspicious experiments? You're involved in a horrific car accident, and your wife." 
or is she his fiance? Is decapitated? Why do why you do why you do what a normal any normal doctor would do? You wrap the head in your coat, run for your country house that's the size of Buckingham Palace. Then you put her head in a pan, attach some cords and wires to it, and boom! Just keep all that going until you can find a replacement body. Off to the strip club. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh. Yeah, Bruce, it either, even in the movie, it says the brain that wouldn't die, and then later, it, it, as it's ending, it says the brain that couldn't die. I don't even think they know the name of their own movie. That's just, oh, and one thing that my friend found out, because she was looking up stuff while we were watching it, the actress who plays Jan, the head, she... I, I guess her agent suckered her into this movie somehow. When they needed to do the post ADR, she refused to come back. So they had to, this woman who plays random nurse had to f do the voiceovers or do the additional ADR. It, the movie took 13 days to make. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like that long. It took that long. Um, and the actor who plays Crazy Doctor, he did a lot of supporting stuff. He was in the John Wayne's Green Berets. He did stuff like uh, Gunsmoke, Perry Mason, you know, the things that were on at that time. And then when they mentioned he was on this old TV show, I don't think it lasted but a year. It's called The Guns of Will Sonnet. Uh, he was even on that. So I'm like, okay, so he did kind of have a career outside of playing Dr. Ted Bundy then. So, but I, hi, father. Uh, I just thought that was, in, it, it, that was insane. <laughs> Definitely sounds like it for sure. <laughs> so, so anyway, so that, that was that. So these are my better movies. I did see some good stuff. That's good. Uh, I rewatched the original Murder on the Orient Express uh, from Sidney Lumet's movie from the early 70s, and that's the one with Albert Finney as Poirot. Hmm. And I have a soft spot for that movie. I still think it's my favorite of the bunch, although Anthony Perkins kind of gives off this Norman Bates sort of vibe when he's in it. It's just, I'm sure they wrote the lines. They, I don't know if they rewrote them as the movie was filming or not, but it's just, you hear him say something, you'll go, oh, that's so Norman Bates for this movie. Uh, Ingrid Bergman won a Best Supporting Actress for this, and I don't think this is her best role. I don't know if they did it because they're thinking, oh, Ingrid will probably never make another movie. I don't know. But I just thought that was, I'm like, I don't even know who else was nominated that year, but I'm kind of like, really? You all gave her an Oscar for this, and there's really nothing she's doing in the part that's like drawing me in. And so I, that's just one of those Oscar things that, you know, you're kind of like, huh, why? I don't understand. And I, uh, I love Albert Finney in this. And uh, I love his Poirot, but I think that was the only time he played in. Uh, I was 
I think I listed in my review my three favorite pro roles. Well, David Suchet, absolutely. I mean, I, I when I read the novels now, I visualize him in the part. I liked Albert Finney. I like Peter Ustinov. I've heard John Malkovich play Poirot. And Laura, did you even know that? I don't know if Laura's no, still No, I didn't. That's I, interesting. I, it's, I think it was an Amazon uh, adaptation. But I was looking at, I think um, Gandalf, I think he's played Poirot. So it's like, it's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know about that. But um, Brian Owl is, I don't even think about him. I'm like, Kenneth, go back and start doing Shakespeare again, please. You know, um, he's getting about the age he could play Lear or something. But I, yeah, I, I love this one. And I think it's just because it's this big, beautiful Hollywood uh, production that these beautiful costumes, I've even watched videos on how they chose the costumes. And there's that claustrophobic feel to it. But yeah, I, I think that's my favorite version of it. Every time I think about Branagh's version, I'm just like, he's not an action hero. Why are you running and jumping and stop? So, <laughs> so I rewatched that. My four star movie was The Miracle Worker, which I had not seen in years. And this is the version with uh, Anne Bancroft and Patty Duke, and I think both of them won uh, Oscars for this. I think Patty Duke, up to that point, was the youngest actress to win an Oscar until uh, Tatum O'Neill. And I was kind of sitting there, I was really getting into the movie again, and I've seen the stage play. And I was thinking, could they even make this now? Because they'd want a blind, deaf, mute actress to play Helen. Uh, not have somebody that just can act. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with The Miracle Worker, but it's based on the early life of Helen Keller and her teacher, Annie Sullivan, who... <clears throat> kind of opens the world to her mm -hmm. because at that point, Helen, she could make like, she could do things with her hands. Like if she wanted her mother, she would like touch her cheek and then her mother would know, Oh, okay. That means she wants mama, mm. but she couldn't connect. Like, yes, I can sign to you water, but do you know what water means? Mm. And there's this moment in the movie, in the play, and in Helen Keller's uh, autobiography where she feels water and then realizes that's W-A-T-E-R, the teacher has been spelling to her all this time. And that connect is just like something goes off in her brain. Uh, Helen Keller became famous. I mean, she met royalty. She met the president. Uh, she went to Radcliffe College, which is at that time was the female tie into Harvard and got her degree. And I think they gave Annie Sullivan an honorary degree because she's signing stuff to Helen. Uh, 
Uh, but it's a it's a very powerful movie. Patty Duke gives a fantastic performance. And Bancroft was excellent in the role. And uh, the only other actor that's in it, some of you may know him, is Victor Jory. Uh, he's kind of important here in our hometown. He is not a Kentuckian, but his son helped to develop Actors Theater. And mm. I got to see Victor Jory on stage. He was in a production of uh, The Best Man. And I was like, oh my gosh, because the only movie up to that point that I had seen um, Victor Jory in was he played the the uh, overseer in Gone with the Wind. Um, oh shoot, I can't think of his character's name, but just Wilkerson. And that was the only thing I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here looking at somebody who was in Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Uh, and I'm watching him live on stage, but he plays in the movie, he plays uh, Helen's father and her mother. I was like, why have I never looked up to see what this woman has done? If any of you remember the show uh, Benson, which was the spinoff of Soap, the woman who played the housekeeper who was always butting heads with Benson, that's the woman who played uh, Helen's mother in The Miracle Worker. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, Someone did have a question uh, back to Mer Orient Express for a second. Uh, Rhaegar yeah. had asked that, do you recommend the remake, uh, the more recent one? I know that you uh, have, we've, we've talked about it before I've on stream, right? Yeah. yeah. So mixed feeling on it. I, it's okay. I think I would recommend David Suchet's version. Mm. which I think is a TV movie that was part of the Poirot series. I think I would recommend it over the, the Branow version. Mm. Um, I, the Branow version, I, I love the setting. I love the costumes. Uh, there's some race swapping in it. I'm not sure that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I go along with, um, the one thing that I did notice in both the Suchette and the uh, Branagh versions was that they delved a little bit deeper into the morality of everything. And I, I don't want to go any further because if you've never, I know Nathan said he read the book. I did too. I read it last year and it's excellent. Uh, but there are some moral issues that the two of their movies bring up that I don't know was necessarily in the 70s version that I rewatched. Uh, and I won't go any further than that. But if mm -hmm. I was going to recommend anything, if you can see David Suchette's version, watch it. If you can't find it, then yeah, watch the Brownout version. But yeah, I know Ray is in the Brownout version. And I was just like, if she wasn't surrounded by all these great actors her performance would you could tell that she's just not very good period yeah. uh, she's the she, greenest of them all you know yes like, so many of them have so just so many more years of experience on her and uh, that's why it's also we're also lucky that uh she's very limited in that in that movie so she's not like a i don't remember her at least being a huge part of it no no i mean and her character was originally played by um Oh, shoot. I always get those. Red Vanessa Redgrave. Mm. 
uh, in the in the version that I saw. And yeah, because she's in love with this one man, and I'm like, okay, I think that's supposed to be the Sean Connery character. And it's like, how did you do that? You swapped out somebody for the Sean Connery version, you know? And yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, Sean Connery, you know? I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you can find, like I said, if you can find the David Suchet version. It might even be on YouTube. I would recommend watching it if you can find it. The brownout version, I mean, it's it's okay. I don't hate it or anything. It's just there are things about it that just kind of were off-putting to personally. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's – hope that's it, it, hope I told you something. <laughs> and, Bruce, I yeah, I used to see the Patty Duke show like when it was in reruns, and I always thought that was – Funny, but I always thought it was weird her playing twin cousins. So, <laughs> Odin has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> None whatsoever. That Patty, would be an accurate statement. <laughs> Patty Duke had a show which I didn't see until it was in syndication. Mm-hmm. And she plays twin cousins. Meet Patty, who's lived most mm-hmm. everywhere. So I grew up watching Patty Duke. Da, 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 da. Oh. But Patty's on the you, you got, you got a... mm-hmm. What a crazy pair. What a crazy pair. But no, you got to realize. Wasn't. Patty Duke. You got to realize for everything. She, she was a troubled woman, but you got to realize, you know, yeah, she did the, that show. She That's Sean that's Astin's mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Sam Sam's mother. Sam yeah. I wanna say Sam Wise. I wanna say I know I've known that, but I've like I've known that he was the son of someone famous, but I never like knew yeah. exactly who. Yeah, and and Gomez is, that would be Gomez's son, I guess, because they were married. Adopted son time. actually. Okay. It wasn't actually his father, but he Adopted him in, took him in after him and Raul, Patty broke up because of the problems she was going not, through. Not Raul Julia, okay. uh, the original, the original oh, Gomez, okay. John Aston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that whole line, and yeah, there's a lot of talent in that little family. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of talent in that family. Nice. But uh, yeah, my other. The last movie I saw, I apologize, but I was so sick of hearing about Spider-Man on FNT that I was like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go watch something. Uh, <laughs> something else. I apologize, but I was like, I, I've, I've had it listening to Spider-Man because I just, I just don't care. Yeah. Um, I... I didn't even think about it until after I watched it. And I was like, well, I guess this was kind of appropriate because the federal government just released 1,000 previously unclassified documents, which I'm sure will tell us nothing more than uh, we might, they might as well not even release them. It's like you mm-hmm. all have had 58 years now to obfuscate and you're going to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched Oliver Stone's JFK. Mm-hmm. And I have always loved this movie. My mother and I, I mean, she always figured there was a conspiracy. I think most people figure there was a conspiracy. 
Um, this is my five star movie because it was just wonderful seeing it again. And I, I, it, the whole thing just amazes me from one end to the other. And I'm talk, not talking about conspiracy theories or anything because I'm not going to get into that because we could sit here and go round and round and round about, as Joe Pesci says at one point, uh, well, who's Jack Candy? Was it the mob? Was it this? Was it that? Does it matter? And it's like, yeah, it, 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 in the end, I guess it boils down to at this point, what does it matter? If it was the military establishment, if it was the mob, it was it, the anti-Cubans, the pro-Cubans, uh, whatever. It's just the point that the movie is just, it is such a well put together movie. Uh, the editor, editors, because I think there were like three that were overseeing the editing, to put together the movie the way they did because you have so many events that are overlapping each other because of the, the way the timeline is set up. And it, in the hands of a lesser director, it could have been such a mess. But in this, it's just like everything flows so beautifully in it. And then you have John Williams' score, which nobody ever talks about, because I don't even know how many people know John Williams' wrote this track. Mm. Um, I, I think it's one of his best. I would say of all the ones he's done, this one would be in his top five. Hmm. Uh, but Stone mixes actual footage, actual photographs, <laughs> and then reenactments. They, they filmed at Dealey Plaza. They filmed on the sixth floor of the book depository. They did a lot of filming in New Orleans because I was like, oh my gosh, that's the French Quarter. Because <laughs> I was there a couple of years ago. But basically, the story is about uh, Jim Garrison, who at the time was the district attorney of New Orleans. Uh, when the assassination occurred, the news was being put out that Oswald had connections in, in New Orleans. So they were like, OK, well, maybe we better, you know, kind of check into it on our end. Uh, they did bring in one person who was familiar to the DA's office. Uh, kind of looked at him as a person of interest. And um, the FBI let the dude go because they were like, the FBI was pretty much like, we don't know why the district attorney's office is even interfering. But anyway, you have a three-year time jump. Um, Garrison is talking to Senator Long uh, during a flight. And they're kind of talking about, you know, the state, the United States is getting deeper involved in Vietnam. Uh, the questionable things in the Warren Commission report. And so Garrison sits down and starts going through the Warren report and he's starting to see inconsistencies in a lot of the testimony. And it kind of builds from there. Jim Garrison is the only person who has brought charges against someone in relation to the Kennedy assassination. Uh, it, the person he brought the charges against was a millionaire philanthropist named Clay Shaw. But and then the CIA came out later and said, yeah, Shaw worked for us. It's like, of course he did. Everybody worked for the CIA. <laughs> 
but the the cast itself wait a minute hold on let me go back there's not a bad performance in this movie when you have a cast that is as big as this one is uh kevin costner hold on kevin costner plays garrison I mentioned in my review, Harrison Ford was originally offered the part, but said he didn't want a target on his back. You can take that however you want. Mm-hmm. Sissy Spacek plays Garrison's wife. Tommy Lee Jones plays Clay Shaw. Gary Oldman plays Lee Harvey Oswald. Joe Pesci plays this guy named David Ferry. Um, he's a pilot. Uh, he wanted to be a priest until some issues came up. Uh, he seems like he realizes that he's in something that is so far over his head and he has no way of getting out of it. Ed Asner is in it. Uh, Matt, Walter Matthau, Jack Lemon, and we know both of them like the odd couple and other movies, but they're never in the same scene together. John Candy even has a cameo. Brian Doyle Murray, Bill's brother, played Jack Ruby. Vincent D'Onofrio, Laurie Metcalf, who played Roseanne's sister on Roseanne, Michael Rooker from Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, J.O. Wow. Sanders, Kevin Bacon, Wayne Knight, who was Newman on Seinfeld, Donald Sutherland. This is such a fantastic cast list. I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Father Christopher, I've heard that he was a, he's dead now. Uh, yeah, Garrison made a he makes a cameo as uh, Chief Justice Earl Warren. Uh, hmm. I've heard he's a he was a nut because he is dead now. Um, I think I think he the movie brings up a lot of good points. I think. I know a lot of critics said, well, Oliver Stone threw in everything but the kitchen sink. And yeah, he did. But I think what he was doing was he was focusing on all of the theories that we've been hearing since the assassination. And it's kind of for you to say, okay, well, I I accept this. I accept that. I know a lot of things that make me question it was like the whole magic bullet thing where you have like this fully intact bullet that supposedly went through bud and fibers and everything and came out intact. I've never seen that happen before. And I don't know how many shooting scenes I've worked. Um, so yeah, there were things that it, it, it just makes you think, I mean, it's just, that's the one good thing about the movie is that it makes you think and not necessarily accept the standard. Oh, Oswald acted alone that the media helped perpetuate after that. And like I said, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, go round and round and round about what, what I think happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing I will say for me personally, no, I've never believed Oswald acted alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know who was involved. At this point, 58 years later, I don't care how many documents they released. They've had plenty of time to go in and make everything work to their advantage. But another point that the movie brings up is that sometimes you have to question your government and not believe everything that they tell you. 
Oh, I know that. And so that <laughs> I think that was a very important that was a very important part of the movie. And especially as we kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper into Vietnam. Which Kennedy I I think if he had gotten a second term it wouldn't have happened. I don't know, you know. But I, I really enjoy the movie. One, oh, I will say this. They do use the actual Zapruder film in the movie. Um, so if you're squeamish, I, I, you know, you might want to look away. It kind of comes like midway into the movie. Um, but that was the, you know, actual footage that was filmed that day. Um, I was trying to think if there's anything else. So, oh, one little thing that happened with me. There is a lady in one of the, it's not the Zabruder film. It was another, it was some other footage that was shot that day. Uh, she's, you can't miss her. She's wearing a red raincoat. I met her. Hmm. Uh, she wrote a book. And so she was here on like a book tour and I went to Barnes and Noble, got her autograph, talked to her for a little bit. And uh, she was only there because her girlfriend was dating a cop on the Dallas police force that uh, was going to be in the motorcade. And they were kind of there for that. And then she was also thinking, well, this will be a thrill. I'll get to see the president. And then everything happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and her kind of talked about things and she was telling me some things about LBJ and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, LBJ was a horrible person. I'm just going to say it. I'm not. I Having studied presidents, I'm not a fan of uh, LBJ. I'm just, I'm just not. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that was that that's it. Nice. <laughs> those were those were my movies, but yeah, I, I like I said, I'm sorry I turned it off F and T, but I was just kind of like, why am I listening to everybody mm-hmm. talk about a movie that I have absolutely no intentions of ever seeing? Yeah, and I had just read they had released these new documents, and I was thinking, you know what? I I think I'm gonna watch. Uh, I think I'm going to watch JFK. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of in the mood for it. And so I just jumped into it and uh, I'm glad I did. I think every few years I need to, you know, rewatch it. And I was laughing because I think I told Nathan that, uh, hi, so I think I told Nathan, um, I have still have it on VHS. (laughs) And I still, uh, my brother has it on digital. So I watched it on digital last night nice. but i was like why do i only have it on vhs why did i never, <laughs> did I never get a blu-ray edition yeah. of this oh one other little thing just a little bit of trivia um gary oldman met uh, he was trying to research oswald as far as performance and so he met marina oswald the widow and I was like, Gary Oldman is just so, he is so deep into getting his characters, mm-hmm. you know. And he was saying, yeah, 
Oswald really didn't have that many lines in the movie, but yeah, this is typical Gary Oldman. It's like Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, well, I'm going to dig deeper, and even if I'm only in this for a couple of seconds, (laughs) people are going to remember it. It's like, yeah, he gives a really good performance. I was surprised he pulled off, uh, I was surprised he pulled off, I'm not sure where Oswald was from, but he pulled off a decent American accent. So mm-hmm. it wasn't off-putting, but but anyway, there you nice. go. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I've actually I've actually never seen uh, JFK um, the, as far as the film goes, but you know, obviously, I've heard a lot of <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about it uh, even before today. But one, uh, yeah, yeah I was just watching the priest throw shade in chat. Oh, father throw throw some shade in the chat. Yeah, that's father does that. You know, he he does that from time to oh, time. Oh, I've heard of that Boba Hotep movie. <laughs> I own I, that. I own that Bubba Hotel oh movie. Oh my gosh! But no, oh, you might like. It. Mm-hmm. It's just seeing the places in New Orleans that they go to. Well, I, that's the reason why is because uh, fun fact about me and my own family. My my grandfather, my papa, uh, he uh, was uh, someone who actually. He was basically a, a, I'm trying to think of the title that he had, but essentially mm-hmm. he was a supervisor over Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, and so there's actually a book where you can find, uh, you know, where, where we have been able to find an interview that that my papa actually had to do. I believe it was with the FBI uh, because because oh, wow. because he was one of the persons that he worked under. He didn't work there very long. Uh, mm-hmm. But my but my papa was very clear in in the interview that he could tell something was not quite right with him, and yeah. there was actually a moment where he would walk around and would actually like point like a finger gun at people, mm-hmm. and would, and would like you know like shoot off like that. So I was always very intrigued by that because That's interesting. oh yeah, and so when we found it, I remember we were just you know, just Googling one day and all of a sudden we found it and we're like, Oh my goodness, did y'all ever know that? And we, none of us had ever uh, known. And it was one of these really cool things that we found. We're like, Look yeah. At that. So, Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. I was, it was so, since I was in new Orleans two years ago, it was just kind of cool when you would see, Oh, I remember that street. And I know near the beginning of the movie, Costner says, Oh, let's go to Napoleon's. They have a mm. TV. And I was like, I started texting Sharon and saying, that's the Napoleon house that we went to. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, I don't know if the interior, if that was a sound set or, or if they actually used the interior because that was supposed to be 1963. We were there yeah. in 2019. But it was just so, it was hilarious hearing them say that and then to see like Lafayette, Lafayette place and Lafayette street. And I, I was just like, Oh my, Oh my goodness. This is, this, this is great. So uh, yeah, I, I give them major props for filming at many of the real locations. Um, but yeah, if, if you're interested in, like I said, I'm not, I'm just giving a review of the movie itself. I'm not getting into who shot who, blah, 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 any of that. But it's worth your time. It's worth it. And the three hours flies by so quick. So, uh, but yeah, I know I'm going to have to get off in a little bit because I've got some things to do tonight. Oh, that's right. You have a little party to go to. I have some party. Yeah. So my, 
I I've told you I've only saw four movies yeah, <laughs> this yeah. year. But anything you want yeah. to shout out before you head out? Yes, uh, I am going to shout out. I think a lot of people have already seen Afterlife. I, I did like Godzilla versus Kong, but my number one movie of the year is Last Night in Soho, which, like I said, just really got screwed. I can't remember what studio released it, but why they thought twenty eight hundred screens for an indie movie was a good idea i don't know um it's an edgar wright movie um i, I kept thinking Did, have i seen anything of his and then when i pulled up his filmography i was like oh yeah i've seen a lot of his stuff mm-hmm. uh, but it's such a good movie i know hyperin said tuesday night he got to see it and he was like that was a great recommendation i didn't go into it realizing it is going to be it is a horror movie um, but not like slasher kind of horror movie, but it's just, it was so unique and I can see why he's greatly admired as a director. And I, me and Nathan were talking earlier, uh, about Edgar Wright was supposed to do Ant-Man and then him and mm-hmm. Kevin Feige butted heads and Wright didn't, he, he either quit or Feige got rid of him mm-hmm. uh he still has not looked at ant-man because i i'm sure he doesn't want to sit there looking at somebody else's vision and think yeah, yeah this is what i would have done but or how much of his vision they kept they kept well. exactly because sometimes sometimes yes. that that's something that will happen yes so yeah i that's the movie that i highly recommend and especially if you're burnt out on superhero movies or just big blockbusters or anything it's just such a smaller little movie and i'm sorry that it's being i looked at the golden globe nominees and i'm like it's not even in here none of the actors got nominated nothing you know, well, you know, so, it's not like the Golden Globes matter. So I. <laughs> well, but, but Denis got nominated. Well, I mean, but even Denis. for Denis or anyone, uh, Golden Globes have always been a joke. Like, well, yeah, because yeah, because I remember back in the eighties when, um, oh shoot, and of course now I can't. Pia Zadora, when mm. she got a Golden Globe, and everybody said at the time, you know, her husband bought them off. Oh yeah. Oh, it's always been clear that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is, is awful. And I, I remember the, the time that it became clear to me was when, and I think I've mentioned this one before, but it was the year they nominated The Tourist with, uh, with um, a little, what are their names? Is Brad Pitt in it? It was not Brad Pitt, but it was the person that Brad Pitt was married to at one point. And uh, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie and uh oh Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh Johnny Depp. Oh Johnny Depp. Yes. Oh so I... it got nominated and it was labeled as a comedy. Okay. And it was not a comedy. Ooh. So <laughs> basically it was clear they nominated it only to try so that they could have those actors show up. Yeah. Oh my god. Can, can I laugh at the shade of saying it's a comedy when it's not? Yep. <laughs> oh. yep. well, I'm, that's so, I'm, why, so, I'm yep. sorry. I am very much the justice for Johnny. I think he's been screwed over a oh, lot, yeah. but I've oh, never I been I have never been a fan of his acting or him. I, I'm <laughs> not a fan of his when it comes to that issue. I'm like, I just want to see 
Well, that that's why, why I, you know, I am hardcore in that group. I'm helping run chat for a lot of the lawyers and streamers involved for it and moderating for it, but I still don't like his acting. Still think the only time I yeah. enjoyed him was as a mental patient in Benny and June. I mean, <laughs> that's going back a while too. And just just to kind of add to this, it's labeled as an American romantic thriller. And here is the quote. This is from uh, a Wikipedia entry. It says, despite negative reception from the critics, the film was nominated for three Golden Globes with a debate arising over the question as to whether it was a comedy or a drama. Henkel von Dongerschmack repeatedly stated it was neither genre, calling it a travel romance with thriller elements. But that uh-huh. if it, but if he had to choose between the two, he would choose comedy. Uh-huh. Of course he would. Of course that was he the, would. That was the director. So. Oh my gosh. Well, one quick thing before I get off here. Uh, Yellow Flash, I looked at his video this morning because the early reviews are coming out for the new Matrix movie. Mm-hmm. Scott Mendelson called it a comedy. He also, I, in his title or in his uh, description on Minds, I saw that post of his video and he apparently someone compared it to The Last Jedi. Yes. And <laughs> I, I'm like, okay. Okay, yeah. I I hadn't planned on seeing it anyway because I'm like Gary. There's only one Matrix movie. Yep, I'm right I, there with you. I saw the second one theatrically. I had no idea what was going on. And the third, I waited until it came out on home video because I'm like, I'm not wasting my time anymore. The fourth one, I know, I know it's on HBO Max, so I'll, I might look at it on there if I've had a couple of drinks and I'm like, hey, the Matrix <laughs> is on. Let me look at this. Uh, with the second uh, Matrix, yeah, I would say that I get why so many people couldn't follow. I got what they were trying to do with the story, but there were so many scenes that were just awkward and didn't flow in the story well that it was more special effects than it was an actual plot. Yeah. um, And I I I like some of the special effects and a few of the jokes in it, but it just, it didn't connect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but anyway, I yeah, I was laughing about that. But when he said yes, some critic had said it was the best thing that had come out since The Last Jedi. And I was like, well, that just sent the movie on a stairway to hell that it'll <laughs> never recover from then. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's just like asking to, you know, sabotage the movie at that point. Yeah, if the trailer thing. wasn't bad enough and the poster that looked like it was done by a uh, not talented fan um then if that didn't already kind of make you kind of wonder about the movie then i'm sure that will (laughs) yes absolutely so i think that's it well thank you for Uh, for joining tina oh i'm glad i could so yeah yeah, i need to start getting ready but uh have fun tonight thank you it's just it's just quiet i don't do big stuff you know it's a quiet thing and then uh i think I had already told you Tuesday night, my old uh, unit is having a Christmas party. So I'm going to go attend that. So I will uh, talk to you all later. And once again, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year because I. Merry Christmas, darling. We love you. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Tina. Thank you. So I'll see you all off and on uh, (laughs) on Discord, of course. Yes. Absolutely. I'll go into hiding in a few days because of the second holiday you named there and how much it bothers me. But mm. I still love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Well, you all have a good one. I'm going to go ahead right. and get out of here.
Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll remove you Take to care, help sweetie. with that. So <laughs> sounds, sounds good. All righty, bye All right, now. Bye, Tina. All right, and uh, also because uh, she had mentioned about last night in Soho, and someone had mentioned in the comments as well, it'll be available on Blu-ray. I think the 18th of January. And uh, also, it was Universal that distributed the film. It was produced by several companies. Film 4, which I believe is a UK-based company. Working Title, Complete Fiction, Perfect World. So it was a lot of different companies that helped to produce it. But it was put out by Universal. And uh, for, I want to say, for indie films, 2800 is about right for what an indie film typically gets. uh, Which is always a sad thing, right? Because it was a $43 million film. So it was definitely... Uh, not the lowest budget film, but it was definitely much more on the independent side for sure. And it was a movie I really wanted to see. So uh, glad to hear that it's coming out of physical media, uh, though, for us to be able to maybe, you know, purchase. And uh, hopefully it's good. And uh, next up, we have Rosetta Allen, who is showcasing some of the stuff that she has been working on. And so <laughs> go ahead and and blow that up for everyone to, <laughs> Bye, to, to look at. So let me it's see. It's one of the pinups for the military bluff that I'm working on. Okay. So this is actually one of my drawings, not one of the ones from the other artists. Nice. So, yeah. Colors take a while. You can kind of see at the end here, you get the blend and more of the realistic lighting and stuff, but it takes many layers and many shading amounts of several colors to get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Very nice. I got to work anyways. I thought I'd have fun and use the art cam. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. How's the project been going? It's been going really well. I've gotten so many pieces and I've gotten a lot of them done, but right now I'm looking because it takes so long to do the blended backgrounds and the faded backgrounds I do. And it takes so much of the expensive pencil to create that effect that I'm trying to find a project where I can just load the picture in and then do the background digitally, you know, Mm -hmm. but it has to be one that can really do that bladed that uh, blend and fade. Well, so it has that sixties, pop yeah you know and so that's where i'm looking at right now but yeah it's been going really well there's a bunch that are finished and stuff for it and like i said the eagles are mostly done if i can ever just quit being a perfectionist and accept it and go get it test printed uh (laughs) (laughs) because that's me and like it's got to be perfect and yeah i've edited every page about 50 times at this point um (laughs) wow (laughs) But I've been mostly done, at least. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> I just got delayed again because of dealing with family and all this. So mm-hmm. it, that's what keeps happening with me is it's just taking forever because of everything else. Mm-hmm. When do you think you'll you'll be starting to, to put certain things out? Well, I'm thinking with the, you know, the military book is going to obviously take several months yet to finish yeah. the drawings because it's so much work. And I have like about, I think about. 16 or 17 different artists that have done full sets of pinups for me along with a couple sets I've done along with an extra set from some along with some people that did one or two because they wanted to contribute but couldn't do a set and stuff so this is going to be a thick book and Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of the drawings I'm also doing the colors on all of them so it's a lot of work (laughs) yeah so it's just going to take a while nice but I did finish one because I have I, I varying on it with styles and going through, you know, very simple to a little risque, but still, you know, has to fit that retro where it's not nudity and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So this is one of the ones I finished the other day, which is from one of the artists I had contribute and stuff. So I just did the color work on her. Nice. 
And that's very 60s on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you even got a little bit of the flare on the pants. Not full bell bottom, but some of that early 60s just before, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, the whole book stylized so that everything's going to fit between that, like, 40s era pinups through 80s. So it's mm-hmm. all in those retro styles of pinups that were so famous with the military. Nice. And yeah, this one has taken me a lot of time so far. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, do we have a date yet for the uh, Eagle book? Well, I'm thinking since I'm mostly done, I still need to get some test printing done. When I get home, I will talk to some printers and stuff and see if they can do test printings. Make sure I have the covers that I want in the way I want them done and shoot to try to start getting it ready to release in the spring and summer. So that'll come out when everybody's really hyped for nature. Mm, yes. Cause that's going to be the best time to try to release something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I was just thinking about, I, I'm going to edit that is. slightly on one of the books on the extra book. That's there. I'm going to make sure that the Eagle that I used for my uncle is in there along with a bit of it being one of his favorites and stuff. I have a little showcase page for him as a tribute in it. So mm-hmm. it finding out that that was one of his absolute favorite things. And he was bragging on me with it was a very emotional point. So yeah, I got to throw some tribute to him in that. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's a, it truly is a beautiful photo as well. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I showed I showed you guys the cake they put it on, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put it on the cake for the funeral, and they actually had referencing in it in the wake. So, yeah, but I think that that kind of you know helps add to just you know as you said, it was one of his favorites, you know, and so it, it seems very fitting. I know my whole family's been wanting the Eagle Book ever since I started working on it. Which mm-hmm. is the other fun part about it, because when I print it for the customers, the customer side of it's not going to be that expensive. As long as I can get a bit and I can do a base printing for them, a mm-hmm. few hundred will get a few out, you know? Yeah. It's the fact that everyone in the family wants them and I'm going to have to print several hundred is going to be the fun part. <laughs> and I can't take that out on the on the fundraising. That's got to come from me, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. (laughs) Nice. But it's my family. You know how we are about eagles. I've talked to you about that. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things is that they actually had them doing for the wake part, which was the part that actually was done right. Mm -hmm. They actually had the guys out there singing in the native stuff to on the wings of eagles about isaiah and stuff in tribal tongue for him oh okay and you my uncle he's obsessed with eagles they are the symbol for guardian angels and angels to the tribe we're in he also was very native born on the res was there during the whole aim stuff and all that in the 70s so this is major to him was that you know Mm mm-hmm so to have them do that and actually have the guys rehearse well enough they could harmonize out the tribal chants to the Eagles was just an emotional moment. Nice. Well, we've got some links going for you in, yeah, in the chat. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. And, I was uh, thank, seeing. 
Yeah, and thank you, uh, thank you, Laura, for for posting those in there. Uh, the the first one uh, is a uh, PayPal link. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, Rosetta's kitty um, is going to need some some surgery, uh, and so just to maybe help. You know, if you can, right, especially during the holiday season, if you can spare a little bit to help, uh, that PayPal link uh, is, is a good way to, to support her and to and to help help the little kitty out. It's uh, also it's, if I get anything beyond what I need for her surgeries, I can use it to help pay for some of the fundraising for the military book and for military charities. So it's not like it, it won't go to good use. That's pretty much all we use that PayPal for is for mm-hmm. taking care of animals in the inner city or fundraising for things. <laughs> Yeah, so it'll all go to you know a worthy cause uh, again, whether it's for her kitty or whether it is for going to uh, again to help and support the military. Which I know, especially amongst the the viewers of of the Asgardian community, is always a, a very big one because we are you know obviously very very pro uh, military, very pro veteran, especially uh, for those that serve. So um, and obviously with Rosetta doing a lot of work for that too. Uh, with everything that she's doing with the uh, the pinup book and uh, all, all the art that she's doing for that, as you can see, working very hard on looking great uh, while she's doing that as well. Uh, so that's been great. If you want to follow that even further, uh, also Laura was able to post uh, a link to her YouTube channel. Subscribe to her, and she does a lot of streaming. Sometimes she streams during the same time I stream, and uh, you know, it's, and I get yelled at and yeah, lectured, but yeah. it's kind of fun because of that. I mean, <laughs> sorry, yeah, you um, know, a little, a little excommunicado, you know, here or there. Um, <laughs> only about three or four times, I, yeah, and you know. not that big. Yeah, <laughs> Considering just, we've uh, known each other two and a half years, it's not that yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> you're just you're only the most excommunicado member you know uh, ever uh but <laughs> we also have a link to her merch store as well and that helps to support her support the project support everything that she's doing and i also was able to support a link to her twitter as well and uh segev says that uh I, he says i work with artist and this is one of the best coloring that i have seen done live so segev segal i am really into making sure things have re- that cross between realism and the retro pop art so Mm -hmm. i spend a lot of time shading everything i really do (laughs) and if anybody knows who makini is um he's been on some of the streams with the you know geek gamer community and stuff so he i do draw streams with him on sundays so it's really fun because he's also, if you go to the merch store she shared, he's one of the ones that there's a set of pinups in that merch store that are actually ones that me and him did together. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like I'm working on doing the colors for this one. It's a drawing he did of somebody in the community for her oh, done up as a warrior. So he does amazing drawing work and I sometimes do colors and stuff for him. So wow, he's awesome. And he nice. deserves a lot of support. Very cool. And what time do y'all stream uh, on your channel on Sunday? Sundays, it kind of um, varies between about 2 to 3 central, depending on when he gets done with Culture Casino and all those guys. Because mm-hmm. he does streams with them every week. So it's basically when they finish, we do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, a lot of people, of course, telling you that it's, it's looking great. Uh, in the yes. chat and and since you you brought him up i do want a quick shout out to, to culture casino 
Uh, yeah, he's a sweetheart too. He really is. And, and he's, a, uh, you know, Tina always lets me know because uh, she's always watching uh, his 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 morning updates and his his news updates, and uh, he's always giving me shouts. So I want to give him a shout out as well uh, for for covering a lot of the movie news and a lot of the box office stuff because I think he's he's one of the few other persons that I know of in in the community that is is probably as interested in box office numbers as I am. So uh, shout out to him and. Uh, I just want to, you know, give support to all the guys in the community that, you know, either they've helped me out or they do a lot of this stuff or they help with a lot of fundraising for people. And so Maki is one of those. He tries his whole goal is to get as many people back into art, doing stuff and happy as he can. He's always trying to bring people onto the panels to interact with the artists, to learn tricks and all this stuff. And he's one of the ones that helped push me to get better at my work. So nice. He's a really special guy that I think deserves a lot more attention than he gets in the community at times. Yeah. That's very cool. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about or share as far as uh, projects, things that you're working on? Uh, at least my husband will be here before my birthday. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Yes. Uh, for anyone who, who who might be thinking about, you know, maybe offering up a, a donation or buying some merch for her birthday. Uh, it's coming up in a, a couple weeks, uh, about 10 days. 29th, yep. Uh, 10, 11 days. Yeah, it's really kind of an interesting situation with the tribal side of the family since I was born. On I am the survivor line of Wounded Knee. My mm. grandfather, a couple generations back, actually is one of the survivors that actually escaped. And I was born on the anniversary of it. Wow. So it's kind of an interesting situation. And thank you, everybody. And yeah, Mock is great. I wish I could easily just drop his link to Odin here, but McKinney 90 and stuff, and or McKinney draws as he goes by a lot of the time. And he does so much stuff trying to bring everyone together and br- bring people into art and love and stuff like that. He's just a really kind person. Nice. Very cool. I think I'll try and try and look that up so that way I can uh, post that in there. Um, but was there anything else also that you wanted to to share, or anything else that you wanted to shout out? Try to think here. I mean, I would say just try to find all these small channels, follow them from one to the other when they're hopping from stream to stream, and give as many of them as you can the likes, the supports, the subs, because it is really hard during that early part to get your name up and get yourself to the starting point. Mm-hmm. Once you get up there enough that you're monetized and you get recommended more, it's a lot easier. But that early part for streamers is really difficult if you don't find a perfect way to get advertised. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in this community have a few hundred and are out there working really hard, trying to bring people together, support them, charity fundraising and other stuff. And, Hop around, find them from stream to stream, and just give them all the support and love you can because they deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. As someone who uh, is still very, very much thankful for, uh, you know, for again, it's really networking. It's uh, getting getting support. It's uh, you know helping other people as well. Um, I still consider myself to be, you know, one one of the smaller channels, uh, especially you know, for a lot of people who know me know about Friday Night Tights and you know, being one of the smaller channels there, it's always just very humbling to, uh, to be one, to 
to be a part of that group. But then also to always have people when they, when they reach out to me and they ask for my help and my, for my advice, or when I pop in a random stream and they're like, Oh, I, and it's just, for me, I'm like, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a school teacher who loves talking about, uh, movies oh, and loves talking about matter. box office. So yeah. If for and, nothing else, look at when I was new, when nobody knew me, mm-hmm. you took all that effort to schedule and plan your watch party so we could do the movie for me and Steve together for our anniversary and he could be a part of it. And that was part of why he was willing to get involved with and talk to people and get to know some of them and go meet them with me is because of how nice you had been there. So mm-hmm. and for nothing else, you've made a difference there. Yeah. And just, you know, just to see the impact as well that uh, this, the, our little community here, you know, we, we've been, you know, hovering around, you know, between, you know, 20 and 30 people for the stream. And, mm-hmm. you know, just to know that so many of the people who are watching are, are probably some of the key people to that helped support Tina when she needed a lot of help as well. You know, it's it's truly amazing uh, to see uh, the amazing work that not just members of the community like again, like yourself with with this amazing drawing and the amazing work that you're doing, but then also. Uh, with every uh, one who's willing to help, you know, when people are in need as well. It's always incredibly um, humbling just to see that and just to be even a small part of that as well is is pretty fantastic. <laughs> you saw it too. Yeah, also one says, you're 90% away from 200K, like Ryan, so close, so close. Yeah, it's so funny, too, uh, because Ryan, uh, shout out to Ryan, dude. He has just been killing it recently. It's so funny because it was, it, sound, it seemed like only just a few months ago that he was, like, either at the same level as me or just maybe even a little bit less. But he, he has just been cranking it. I mean, uh, seriously, he has... One, he is the reason why Sports Wars, like, you know, for Geese and Gamers, why Sports Wars is as big as it is. And also his own channel has seen such tremendous growth because he's done also the same amount of work, if not more, uh, just into his own channel at RK Outpost. So, uh, you know, huge shout out there. But Ryan yeah. is amazing. And I, I remember yeah. him back before he got monetized when he was still starting in the community. Mm-hmm. And I just followed the group over there when he was like, it was he was literally finishing getting monetized at that time. And it was still right at about a thousand. Yeah. And he's always been very nice to me. I, when back when he had more time, it's not anything about him not being friendly. It's just no time. He used to hop in and check on me and stuff off and on and he's still friendly at everything. I've gone and met him a f- couple times in person and stuff and he's he is a nice guy. He is as crass as he yeah, acts yeah. like, but he is genuinely a nice guy and he is yeah. actually truly kind to people. He knows when to you know, he knows when he can be that person and when he, he doesn't have to or when, when he shouldn't. You know, he's, he's a human, right? He's a human that recognizes human emotions. And so that's why, you know, wh- what you see is what you get. But at the same time, he, he knows when to, to be serious, too, you know? And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why he is so, uh, so incredibly supportive um, or why he's so incredibly supported uh, by so many people and also uh laura thank you yeah i i i it was it, it was weird because i remember like all of a sudden you know things started going up a lot uh in in recent weeks for me and i crossed twenty four thousand subscribers so i was 
So thank you for that. Congratulations. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Because I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I just, I just passed twenty four thousand. That's that's insane." Yeah, you floated at eighteen to twenty for a long time there. Yeah, and it was, it was. You do a lot of hard work. You also Thank have you. not as much time to promote and advertise yourself as a lot of the other guys because yes. of the school teacher and other stuff. So it's a little harder for you to make that climb than some people. Yeah, and, uh, and obviously, but you've pandemic. always been dedicated. You've always oh, been yeah. dedicated, and you've always been Thank good you. to your viewers and. There's a reason I like coming back here, even when I get annoyed and don't want to deal with people. Well, I appreciate uh, it. Shout out. That's often actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I do like to, you know, always try and give. That's why, you know, for that the giveaways channel that, that I brought up, you know, it's not just saying like become a member so I get money. It's like, no, like literally I've got probably two to three hundred dollars worth of Blu-ray and 4Ks here that I give away. Like, like, like seriously, like everything that I get, um, I, I like to put back into the channel. So, you know, there are times when I'll get a, a new microphone, right. Or I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade something, you know, but again, it's all meant to go back into things that are, that are specific to the channel, but a lot of the money and most of it that I get, uh, is directly going back into getting, uh, stuff for giveaways. It's, it's kind of insane. Um, especially this year, uh, because once the, you know, obviously pandemic had an impact with movies and studios and people pushing stuff and shutting theaters down and all that nonsense. And a big issue, of course, with that was one of the big things that I did was cover movie news and cover box office, especially. And when there's nothing to cover, like that was like almost like a death knell, right? Yeah, it's it, just, it hammered a lot of specific channels. Yeah. So my, it was very much like, as you said, like there was a period where it was like in no man's, no man's land. I was just like all, and then all of a sudden once the box office came back, it's just been this really awesome uh, process uh, and, and, and position of seeing like all of this growth. And it's been, it's been so cool to see that. And so many kind words of people saying, oh, that's right. You know, I've been watching Friday Night Tights and just found your channel and I love your box office stuff. And so it's, it's really awesome to to be there and to and to do that and it's it's great uh so soul assassin says twenty four thousand must be math nerds since <laughs> since all that ever been yeah seriously it's it's amazing how many people are actually interested in that topic because it's 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 a hard sell to say hey i do stuff with math you know watch that, my stuff <laughs> that is another part i just got reminded of because of awesome one's comment with the whole stuff with mock and stuff, one of the people that's over there with us a lot that does a lot of miniature painting and stuff is Bruce Lombardo. And he is a big sweetheart. He tries to take care of everybody. And yeah, I know he's often in over. I met him in your chat. So I had to bring that mm. up here while it's nice. here because yeah, he's one of the ones that's on those streams with us and he is an absolute sweetheart to everybody. And he does a lot of mini painting and little art pieces and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Laura, you know, saying, yeah, I'm 100% responsible for her Steelbook collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laura's been a long time, long time member. And so she's had access to that giveaway channel for a while. Uh, and so, you know, because it's it's not, you know, it's it, again, it's very small, mighty community. You know, people oftentimes can win more than once uh, in either a given month or, you know. Uh, in in just this, you know, the process of, of being a member on the channel. So yeah, I, I it's it's so funny uh, to see when when people win and they're like, oh, this is the first deal book I've ever gotten, or this is the first 4K that I've ever gotten. It's like, well, that's why I do it. I get the movies that I'm a big fan of, that I think are really good, that I think are worth getting, and uh, you know, I, I'm glad that I'm able to to share those with with other people. Uh, awesome one then puts a throw up symbol with math, and then the cheese factor says it's the math factor. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Um, but, uh, with that, 
you know, with that. Yeah, that section. Look at that going. Nice. Oh, yeah. And you can see the shading come out as I do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it comes out quickly, but it take, yeah, it takes a lot of layers if you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Try to get the realism. Try to have it pop out a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Um, well, uh, I know Laura is, is modding right now and, and there were some battery issues, but, uh, Laura, just let me know if you want to hop in at all, because I think we're, we're getting, uh, you know, pretty close to the end. And so I'll open it back up to Mr. Roy, Mr. Roy, anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap things up? Uh, I ain't got no one to shout out or anything. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm going to shout you out, Mr. Roy. Yeah, yeah we I'll, all love you, Roy. Thank you. <laughs> um, I love y'all, too. And don't forget, yeah, K-Man's always out there doing charity stuff, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just, yeah, I just sitting here looking at this list of Steven Seagal movies that I think I need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what do you do in your spare time? I just look at lists of Steven Seagal movies and see what's... <laughs> Awful and funny. <laughs> I guess exactly. it says something about the all I listed was charity projects and nature work for animals and then a bunch of people I want you to support. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I like so, helping others. I do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, I will say also a shout out to Mr. Roy because, you know, because he is a physical media collector like I am, he'll often will send me the digital codes to, to, to a lot of the films. So him and, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm blanking out. Uh, Jace Doe. Uh, Jace Doe uh, are the uh, really the ones that, that give me all of these digital codes. I just, I just did a digital code giveaway for anyone who's uh, US-based. And so all of those codes uh, come from either the movies that I get or from the movies that they get. And uh, both of them as big physical media collectors always add a lot to uh, to that collection. Too. Yeah, it's still nice that they do that. They don't... Oh, yeah. I always thought they were going to separate that at one point, but it's, so, it's yeah. nice getting a digital code with the with the physical movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The only the only downside for me is the fact that it is region specific. You know that you can't have someone who's in another country use it because you know I found out the hard way because I, I tried doing it for international audience once, and then they're like, "We can't use it." It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that um, kind of sucks. I, I was, are, are, do do all these codes like? are compatible with all the apps or do some of them yet they'll use specific apps i don't uh, yeah so most of the codes now are are, are pretty much movies anywhere because they, they kind of dominate the space uh but so the movies anywhere when you put it in there if you have your other accounts connected it's supposed to show up in whatever account like whether it's the youtube or you know google or voodoo if it's there like if they have that on that platform it's supposed to show up there too if your account is connected and then there's some where it's studio specific, so you have to go to Sony's website or so and so's website. And for that as well, typically they give you an option of where to upload it for, or, or where to get access to it. And usually the common one is either Apple or Voodoo. And I think Movies Anywhere is also a part of that too. And yeah. so uh, if it, but it allows you to add it into that one collection though. Typically. Yeah, I, I try hard to, to get them to link to my Amazon account. Yeah, I've had some of them that wouldn't do it. You have to go through whatever yeah. Pacific deal they they have or mm -hmm. yeah, it's Amazon's trickier because of the fact that they are also a producer of movies so that actually yeah. makes some sense that they're harder mm -hmm. <laughs> to do that with alright well th Mr. Roy thank you for being here and uh, Rosetta any last things you want to say 
always try to remember all of our veterans and military personnel right now because they have had a much worse effect from this whole lockdown culture than even we have because of the mental health, because of the physical disabilities and stuff that they get. And do what you can to help other people and remember and reach out to them and just be there for people, especially this time of year because of how depression gets when people are alone. Amen. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of adding to that, uh, you know, there's so many stats and studies coming out about the impact of, of lockdowns on on people. And uh, it, it's it's bad. You know, numbers have, have skyrocketed among especially young people. And obviously, we know veterans are, are always uh, disproportionately impacted by by that as well. And so as what is whatever you can do to help support uh, veterans and, and all those around you who need a little bit of extra help right now, even if it's just someone who needs someone to listen to, uh, just be ready to, to offer that out uh, to everyone. So uh, with that um, being said, absolutely. Soul, soul assassin. Amen. No more lockdowns. Um, absolutely. And uh, that's why that's why I know that, you know, not everyone in the chosen, not everyone on the channel is either a fan of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home or doesn't care about Spider-Man No Way Home. But the reason why I think the film is so important is less because of anything dealing with MCU or anything else. It's the fact that it's breaking the narrative. It is destroying the narrative that has been shoved down everyone's throats about fear and fear mongering and, you know, blaming the pandemic for financial losses of movies, but also again, trying to keep people from going out. And this film is breaking that. And I am hoping and praying that because people are going to the film because of how big it is. And that's alone going to make news stories and headlines. And that's going to motivate more people to say, Oh, I got to see this now. Right. Cause that's kind of like the crab mentality. I'm hoping that it allows enough people to be out with other people. So that way people can be inspired to say, Oh, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be worried about going out in public. I can live my life because unfortunately there are people that all they have ever known and all that they have been hearing has been nonstop mainstream media garbage that has been feeding them lies, misinformation, twisted uh, half truths about certain things. And I'm hoping blowing everything out of proportion. Absolutely. You know, and treating people's deaths like it is some kind of game, right? Like with the death counter, um, you know, it, it's sick what, what media has done. Yeah. So um, we have to live in a time we have to be. And again, that's again, this movie, I think, is allowing more people than ever before. The metric said around nine million people so far. I imagine it'll be probably 15 to 20 million in North America alone who have would have seen this movie. I think that that is going to have a huge impact. Again, the culture is how you change things, and movies are culture. And I think that not the movie itself, but the fact that the movie is bringing people out is going to have a big impact. Yeah, Mr. Roy, what you got? Yeah, I think yeah, I think Hollywood's looking for a handout for the government, and yeah. this movie's going to probably spoil, like mess that up. <laughs> yep. And no, it's going to make... It's always fun to mess up Hollywood. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And I think it's going to make any, you know, any time that comes up from this point forward. I think that if any person's uh, representative or senator uh, tries to support that kind of legislation or vote for that kind of legislation, we say, uh, excuse me, a little film called Spider-Man No Way Home showed that that is not needed. The issue yeah. here is not the fact that movies, you know, that these movie studios need help. It's the fact that the only help that they need is in actually actually hiring uh, talented people and actually putting out films that people want to watch. You know? And not try to propagate to us to the point where we don't even want to look at them. Yep. 
And it turns out that all we need is, you know, a chance to live our life. And we will. And part of spending our life is spending money. And guess what? That means jobs. That means growing uh, value of stocks, you know, if that's the direction you want to go with. But it, it means that, again, more people get to live their life and more people get to, uh, to, to live a happy life as well. So that's the reason why I think this film is important. Not because it's the greatest film of all time, not because of how much I enjoyed it, but because of its impact on uh, the culture and people going to see it. Incredibly important. So if you've not seen it and uh, you are slightly open to seeing it, I would say do it just to be a part of, of that movement. And I would say also, if people ask you about it, you say, I may not want to see it, but if you have a desire to see it, you go see it um, simply so that, especially if you know that there's someone who has not gone to a film in a long time, because that I think is the way that we start to break people's fear is when they actually are out saying, Oh, I'm in a crowded theater and a lot of people aren't wearing masks or, you know, whatever it might be. And they're like, Oh, and it's okay. That's, <laughs> that's the way that it's broken because that's the only, you know, when you're living in an artificial reality, essentially through the news media and, and through all that nonsense, you're going to believe whatever it is that they say. But if you're living it out and you're like, wait a minute, things are a little different. Things aren't exactly the way that it's been portrayed. Yeah. That changes everything. So, uh, uh yeah. two down- people, I think I saw two people at the funeral that actually wore one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, down here in Texas, it's been normal pretty much yeah. for months. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping this allows the rest of the country and the rest of of the states and uh, parts of the world where there's already, you know, there's already protests going on that the media, of course, is not covering. The mainstream media is just ignoring. So I'm hoping that this brings uh, much more uh, light to that and allows people also to actually hang out with their friends and talk with their friends. Because guess what? It's been hanging out with your friends where these conversations can finally, you know, pop up again. And it's so important. Uh, yeah. now more than ever so they want to keep us apart they want to yep. keep us divided because then they can control us yep yeah also vacation in san antonio i think there was one store i ran into that mm-hmm. required mask and that was it yep out of all the places i visited for like a week mm-hmm. yeah we're going down that river walk with barely anyone wearing mask everyone's just doing normal stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. absolutely yep and again it's that kind of stuff, right? Uh, you know, and obviously, you know, Gary and Erdrotic moving to Texas. And, uh, uh, you know, if anyone follows the political news at all, Dave Rubin, right, a pretty big name. He's just made the move to Florida. So, again, people are moving. But it's this is the reason why I think this is so much more important because uh, that's good. And obviously, it's good for us to move to places that respect freedom. But when people, I think, start to realize what it means to be free and, and are reminded of what normalcy is, again, just being in the theater with a bunch of people watching a film, that's, again, that's 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 normal life for a lot of people. And that was, again, something that was shut down, taken away, um, you know, for almost two years. So if this is what we need, if this is the event that changes and turns the tide, I'm not saying that it will, but when you have, again... 15 plus million by the end of this weekend alone going out to see a movie and you're already seeing right this the stadium is packed with sports that this is yet another part of the culture and it's a different part of the culture sometimes because not everyone who's who sees movies are necessarily uh the sports uh, fans necessarily i think that this is going to have a huge difference and make the zoos are packing back up yes they are because yes. my photo work and stuff it is actually getting to the point where I actually have to schedule around the crowds now to be able to get the photos because wow. they're getting busy again. Well, that's great. Yeah, I went to the San Antonio Zoo and they had a bunch of no, kids were irritating. But I mean, I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and I, I mentioned this on Friday Night Tights. You know, my favorite part, and in my review, my favorite part of the entire Thursday night of going to see Spider-Man was seeing all of the registers open for the concessions, seeing a line in the concession stand, seeing lines, uh, you know, in the box office, seeing a, a parking lot that for months now, because I've been going back since the first movie opened up, because, again, that that's... I never, you know, it it wasn't long after everything started that I just, you know, just didn't buy into the nonsense. Um, but it was seeing that that made me just so happy because I'm like, okay, yeah, this business, which has been struggling now for months, is going to get so much help. Because even though, and and again, this is getting into a math a little bit, I know studios get the vast majority of the money on the opening weekend and, and second weekend, but the amount of money from popcorn and soft drinks, I'm sure, uh, had a huge help on uh, this movie theater and on all movie theaters across the country that are doing incredibly well with this. But uh, with that, I just want to say a thank you to Mr. Roy, uh, to Rosetta Allen uh, as well. And of course to Tina who left earlier and to Laura. Thank you so much, Laura, for, for staying and modding the the chat as well. Uh, And uh, again, shout out to those that couldn't make it. Uh, ZK man was one who had reached out. I wished he could be here, but was not able to, Uh, hopefully you're able to get some good internet uh, and uh, some good, <laughs> you know, affordable, uh, reasonably priced internet. And uh, you are, uh, again, thank you to all the chosen uh, for being here. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. We love you. And hey, at least I got the hair mostly done on her now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. So I'm going to go and <laughs> uh, help out with baby Thor, who has been making some noise upstairs. I can hear it even through my headphones. I'm like, oh, Lord, uh, he's he's escaped because whenever he's escaped from he have uh, his room, we have a little gate to keep the dogs at and also to, you know, keep him from doing too much. But keep whenever dogs he's out, es- keep him in. Exactly. Exactly. But the gate he's figured out where if it doesn't close all the way, he can open it. And so now when he escapes, he, he, he isn't walking fully yet. So he does this like half crawl drag where like, he'll like, you know, move it and then drag, move it, drag, move it, drag. And so it's like, all I could hear is, dun, 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 and then he'll be, you know, hitting things on the ground. So I've been hearing that all stream. So uh, I'm gonna go help and uh, take over for that. And uh, uh, I still plan on having a, so I saw some people asking, I still plan on having a regular normal stream uh, tonight. Uh, so uh, that is still on the books. But obviously, I'm gonna check in with 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 the wife. Uh, happy wife, happy life. So um I will put out, I will put out on social media, uh, Discord, Minds, Gab, Twitter. Uh, if you want links to any of those, by the way, check out the top link in the video description. Has links to every single thing. So if you're not a Twitter person, boom, I got Minds, I got Gab. Uh, I mostly spend time on Minds rather than Gab, but uh, you got I, the I'm Discord. available there. You got I got the Discord Twitter server, which got... is what most people prefer as well. So um, yeah, there's places so. to reach you. Plenty of options. And uh, also, mm-hmm. we have the Odyssey fan that's been watching. So thank you. Uh, Jacques Lesuave was over there, uh, you know, adding some stuff in. Deathstroke was over there as well. Thank you so very much uh, for being there. And then Tony earlier was there. Uh, Sensia Loa uh, was there. Again, I, I probably mispronounced that name and two of you. So thank you for all the Odyssey fan. But anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I'm going to go ahead and play my end credits. Uh, so for my chosen, um, uh, I probably... I'll, I'll probably have to head out right after that. So if y'all want to head out as the credits are playing, just again, thank you so very much uh, for being here and uh, might see y'all again tonight. And if I don't hope you all have a blessed rest of your advent and also a Merry Christmas and a happy new year as well. And as always, everybody, God bless.
And now for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon subscribe star and locals members, animation commentator, Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Times 4, Mitch Dunaway, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, Mondo Spieler, On to June, Orin Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, and Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And for my Subscribestar members, UAB Mad Dog, Max, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK-Man. Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And to my four members over on Locals.com, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, once again, Mike Jackson, Bifford a Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. Thank you for supporting me on Locals. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description below. It's called Willow or W.LO, Willow Link. It'll bring you to all of my social media platforms and also to all of the various other locations that you can support the channel. You can get access to things like giveaways where I do giveaways of 4K films, 4K steelbooks, digital codes, all kinds of stuff every single month. Also, there's a level where you get access to all of that, plus an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where you also get to ask questions that we will answer on every episode of the podcast. And at the final level, you also have the ability, the chosen of Valhalla level, you have the ability to have all of that, plus in your first month, get a free t-shirt of your choice, any color sent anywhere in the world, and also you get to be featured once a month on the chosen of Valhalla live stream featured on the main channel. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the description. You're all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.